It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. Uh, I'm here with the phenom, the, one of the greatest fighters I've ever met, uh, Joe the Kid Perez. How's it going, man? And no, we have Jake. Joe, <laughs> Joe Perez. We have jo- Jake the Juggernaut Ellenberger, Damn. guy who's a, uh, a fighter, uh, a, a Marine. Uh, I'm you're, a renaissance man. What? I'm a renaissance man. A renaissance man. Yeah. You're into business. You always have these weird <laughs> meetings in L.A. that you tell me about. Uh, I don't know what happens at these meetings, but uh, but uh, they sound like they're, they're good. Um, and uh, but we got a great show tonight. We also have, we have James Vick calling in. Uh, James Vick, a guy who's looking for a fight. Nobody wants to fight this dude. Uh, he, yeah. He's got heavy hands, and, uh, and, and he's not in the top 15. Or I think he's like 11 or 12, and those are always the most dangerous guys to fight, especially yeah. if you're a top 10 guy. But first, I want to thank our sponsors, Blue Apron. The number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. And they achieve this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. Trust me, I actually made Blue Apron by myself the other day. And I, I've never cooked in my life. I, like Whenever me and my girl cook, it's like me, I just cut the bananas or I just cut things, you know, like cut the, the carrots. Yes, but I actually made the most delicious pasta and it was really good. I, I was really proud of myself. Uh, Blue Apron has established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the U.S. And as a result, their seafood is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnerships with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. Their beef, chicken, and pork come from responsibly raised animals and their produce is sourced from farms that practice regenerative farming. I'm telling you, Blue Apron can be delivered in 99% of the continental U.S. and 99.5% of food deserts. Listen, guys, because Blue Apron ships the exact amount of each ingredient, they're reducing food waste. Nothing like wasting food. And I'm telling you, they know exactly how much to send you. It's, it's great. Cooking together builds form, strong family bonds. I know you have a baby on the way. Uh, this is number two for you. So, so you and your, uh, your baby mama slash girlfriend, you guys could have this, Jake? Okay. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> research shows the Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often. Uh, you got to check it out. Listen, not all ingredients are created equal. They have fresh, high-quality ingredients that make a real difference. It's so good that I'm ripping the paper. That's how good it is. I'm telling you. It's affordable. <laughs> uh, it's less than $10 per person per meal. Uh, they got variety. I mean, if you don't like the meal, you could actually choose different meals. It's great. It's flexible. It's easy. And it's guaranteed. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free. With free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash MMA Roast. You'll love how good it feels, how good it tastes. That's a good deal. It's a great deal. It's the deal of deals. Uh, It's blueapron.com slash MMA Roast. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Also, people, listen. uh, I'm telling you, Mack Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Whatever you're wearing right now is not as good as Mack Weldon. Mack Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. I... There's nothing worse than going to, like, for me, going to a mall and not knowing what to buy, and I get distracted, and I go to the food court. I end up getting all this stuff, 
and not what I want. Uh, it's just a waste of time. You got to find parking. You got to validate. You got to tip the valet. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. But Mac Weldon, it will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants you'll ever wear. They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor. Okay, so Joe, I know that you've had problems with body odor. I'm oh, telling yeah. you, listen, uh, it's, 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 they're gonna, you're going to be comfortable. If you don't like your first pair, keep it. They'll still refund you. No questions asked, okay? That's how, that's how confident this is. Outstanding. Not only does Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well too. It's good for working out, going on dates, everyday life. So go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off using promo code MMA. Mack Weldon. That's so, great. Joe, do you have any good date stories? <laughs> Is that you want to sort of party every, off no, with I that? Just, I'm curious. It's, you always have good stories. Um, I haven't really been on Tinder as much recently, but I did switch my uh, search from women to men. What? Because okay. I, I, well, I made my Tinder account just for Wean Dog, like a Wean Dog Tinder account to, to promote my YouTube channel, to promote uh, my podcast. So I had it set to men and women. And dude, I finally realized how creepy it must be to be a woman on Tinder. What, why? Because every dude you swipe right, they match with you, no matter what, like no matter what age, and they'll message you like all night, like just you get messages on your phone, like, "Hey, how old are you? What are you doing?" Now, Joe, you do realize people are going on these dating sites not to find your your podcast and your YouTube page, but to go on dates. Exactly, so I'm the first one. So ingenuitous. So I don't know if that's uh, even a word, but but I'm telling you that. It's probably not a good thing that you're tricking people uh, who actually want to, you know, meet someone or fall in love or even just get laid, mm-hmm. and now they got to go to your 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 podcast, yeah. which is the most hopeless, uh, down, depressing podcast there is about you living you're with your parents. Melatonin yeah, yeah, or yeah. If you're, PM, this is not you're, this is not a good way to get people to subscribe. You're actually going to get anti-subscribers. Uh, has, has it worked? <laughs> Have people actually went on your podcast and listened to it? Based oh on- yeah, I met some dudes on Tinder. I haven't met in person, but we played games on the internet. They, I mean, I'm. I'm not gay, but I'm, it's okay to. Uh, you know, the creepiest thing is dudes that are like in their 60s who yeah. are like big time lawyers and like big business owners. Like, they'll ask for me to go on dates with them, and I got a debate. Like, do I want to be one of these twink dudes who like has like a sugar daddy? Because I've been thinking about it, dude. But do you like men? No, but like, if you're going to buy me some shit, buy me some games. Yeah, but then you're leading guys on. What's the <laughs> expectation in return? Just go on a date with him or something? Go to like be like an escort, you know, like how dude. Or, yeah, but like, eventually you have to put out. They uh, they're they're, they're going to want to have sex with they you. They want you to just maybe a touch or a feel here and there. You think that's their intention? Yes, exactly. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I think imagine. the answer is yes, Jake. The answer, <laughs> the answer to this is yes. Uh, it's probably not a good idea. But the real reason why I sort of stayed off Tinder for a while because I was sort of in a relationship for a little bit. But, but, but I mean, before you liked, you talked about how you like girls that have penises. Well, uh, like, like, not like... Like, uh, you, like you, you like to watch tranny porn. That was the thing that you Oh, liked. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm big time into that, dude. Really? Now, 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 now that you're... At, so that maybe you are into guys as well. Maybe, I mean, I'm just saying, as long as there's titties, I'm okay. <laughs> so, so fat men would be okay? Sure, dude. I mean, not, I'm not gay. Jake, you asked for this, by the way. We, we were going to talk about MMA sorry. And, and, and stuff. I, I, I was curious if you had, had, had any dates. I, I didn't know it was going to go in that direction. But. <laughs> Th- thanks, Jake. For, so, Mac Weldon, guys. Now, listen. So, all right. Well, listen, man. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. If you're into men, that's fine. You're young. You're still finding yourself. I mean, I mean do you, do you, have you ever kissed a man or been with a man before? When I was little, yeah. How, how little? Like, like, like 22? <laughs> I'm not even like, 22. <laughs> like, like, how little? I don't know, probably like eight, seven, fourteen. Oh, eight, seven, and four, and fourteen. <laughs> yeah, there's kind of a difference there. But okay, so you were in high school, you kissed a dude. I mean, I wouldn't say that. 
I've had, said I've that. had some close. I did say that, but I've had some close calls. All right. Did you see the cyborg fight? <laughs> I did. Say, well, speaking of, no. So all right. Well, listen, good. Guys. Yeah. All right. Let's. I did see the cyborg fight. We actually and I hung out. All right. So, what are we talking about? Okay. Let's start up. All right. Well, listen. We'll we'll, we'll get back to this. And uh, you're, you're, about, you're yeah. just still finding yourself. Yeah. Okay. It's good. Look. It's yeah. oh, whatever floats your boat, man. Mm. No no judgments here. If, yeah. if you're into guys or if you're into girls, but you probably shouldn't use people for other things like if people are going on tinder or bumble to find love and you're getting them to go to your podcast they're gonna get angry uh if if, 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 like you're going out with men just to get free shit they're gonna get angry Mm -hmm. you might just want to like actually you know things that you're looking for and they're looking for meet in the middle Mm -hmm. versus you tricking people right i understand that yeah yeah yeah, but you know, hey, it worked for Jake. I mean, so anyway. <laughs> speaking of which, Jake, congrats on the uh, the new baby on the way. Well, Thank you. Uh, now, is this a boy or girl? Boy, you're gonna have two boys. Two, yeah, yeah. And how how far along is your wife or your girlfriend? Uh, she's due the beginning of September, so real soon. Wow. Yeah, but she, within a month. No, but but like, I've seen her on the on uh, Instagram. She doesn't look very big. Like, she, you can't no, tell she, that she's she pregnant. Not that big, and she'll be like, "Oh yeah, right, I'm human." No, she really hasn't. Nice. Yeah. But thank I, you. I'll tell her that. No, she looks. She looks good. I mean, she looks like an average American at this point. Uh, she doesn't. She, <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't look big at all. Right. Uh, now she's gorgeous. Uh, and you guys. Now I, I do wonder. Now, now obviously, I I got married. Uh, Joe didn't show up because he, he had to work. You didn't show up because you were in Omaha, I right? Apologize. Yeah, I was in Omaha and uh, Jameson's birthday. So it was yeah. I, I apologize, but congratulations! Thank you, man. Those were one of the best days of my life. Oh, I had such fun. a good time. Now, now, is and your you can dance? I, well, I could dance. Who back knew? At, back in the day, I was a good dancer for my time. Uh, for my white, in like the white community of like my white group of friends, I was right. pretty good. Uh, <laughs> but I was on the black dance repertoire when I was young. I was on the black dance team. Really? I told you the whole story. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I'll, I'll tell the story later if we get bored. Uh, so, but yeah, but I had my, my moves are probably the problem is my moves are still from like '96. I haven't updated my moves. Yeah. You know, I gotta do that. But, but 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 anyway, back to you. So now your girl is she pressuring you at all to put a ring on it? We're doing fantastic, Adam. We're doing great. <laughs> We're doing great. We really are. No, because a lot of people are like, I don't need that contract. We don't need that pressure. Things are going. F- if it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. Is that what you guys are in? Mm. Right? No, we're. I mean, yeah, she's she's great. We we've we get along really well. So it's. Has she ever mentioned it? Adam, we're not here. To all right, talk okay, about all right, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, okay, fine. But all right. she's great. Yeah, I, 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 do like her. She's, she's super sweet and, uh, and a hot too. And she's a twin, right? She has, or is she a twin? Oh, no, she's just yeah, sister, sister and just like her, but nice. Not a twin. Not they, a twin. They could, they could, they could pull off twin though. Uh, yeah. Okay. So. so you got the girl. Uh, you got, you got the kid on the way now. Um, well, fighting. What's going on with, with you and fighting? Um, you know, I, I had my elbow scoped, so I'm, I've been uh, rehabbing what do, that. What does that mean? Your elbow scoped? Uh, it's just it's arthroscopic. They basically removed a lot of a lot of loose bodies. I had a couple bone spurs in there, so it was it really bothered me the last probably two years. But um, it was one of those things. I eventually would have to get it done, so it was it was a good time to get it done. So get a little time away was nice. And uh, but yeah, it, I mean, it feels great. It feels so much better. Like there's relief. Like in training, it would be. It would hurt. It would get so inflamed I couldn't fully extend my arm. Wow! To the point where I couldn't even do a push-up. Really? Yeah. Like it was weird. Like I could, I could strike, I could box, but like if I put any hyperflexion, as in like doing a push-up, it would really bother. Was it hard to throw your left? Yeah. 
Not really. I mean, it's it's weird. Like you know, when you get adrenaline, you can still you, yeah, but kind of match the pain. But, but still, I mean, you I mean, you're a fighter. You would one would assume was, you need your yeah. elbow. I mean, it was hindering me. I, I can say that. Yeah. Damn. But it's I'm glad it's done. Like it, I, I seriously feel like. Uh, and how long has been a problem for? Oh, three years at least. Fuck. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I remember. I remember it rained, and uh, I was sparring with um, Uriah Hall, and he he had kicked me. I'd, I'd blocked a kick from him. And like they call that hyperflexion, where you your arm comes like kind of into your shoulder, and it put me to my knees. I was like, it was the most one of the most painful things ever. I thought I had tore like a tendon or something in my elbow, but did you get an MRI like at that point? Yeah. And what did they yeah. say? Uh, well, luckily, no, yeah, no tear. I got um, they just they did a X-ray and an MRI, so they said there's there's some obviously loose bodies and it was it was causing the inflammation, so it's good to take care of that. Now your last fight, uh, you fought I think the devil. Uh, you, fought, you fought one of the worst people I've ever seen in the history of sports. This dude, <laughs> this dude is like, you know, he puts on blackface. He makes racist comments. He's he completely ignorant. He's a bad sport. And uh, and you were, you know, what's frustrating about you, Jake, is that you're so good. It's one of those things where, like, your last couple fights, you've been winning the fight yeah. and looking really good. It's one thing with other people, other fighters, as they get older, sometimes, like, you know, uh, he, there are certain guys out there where, you know, they're not winning the fight. They're losing every round. Yeah. So you're like, okay, it's time to, you could see, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe they hanging up or they've lost a step or two. Right. You're, right. you're the opposite. You're winning the fight and then something happens yeah. or you get caught. Now, tell me about that. It's tough. I mean, it's, it's kind of the, the double-edged sword of the sport. I mean, I, I really, in training, I feel like I've, I keep getting fast. Like, I, I, I'm a real, I'm a real guy. Like, I, and, and I'm, you know, a lot of people like to cover up the truth or they don't, they don't like to have an honest conversation themselves, you know, and I'm, I'm not like that. You know what I mean? When it's time to move on, it's definitely time to move on. And, but I feel in training, I, I've, I've gotten faster. There's definitely places I can measure where I've gotten better. So it's like, uh, it's tough. You know, it's one of those things you, you can be doing the right things and, and come up short. I mean, uh, obviously the last couple of fights have been rough, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not done fighting. You know, I've, I've had a lot of people, of course, give you their two cents that shouldn't, but uh, yeah, no. I mean, I mean, I know, I know that day's that day's gonna come where where I wake up and say it's time to move on. But now, talk to me about that. People, like you said, give you their two cents. Now, is it is it coming? Like, obviously, is it your brother and your and your and your brothers? Is it your father and mom? I mean, it seems like they would kind of they've been with you since your birth. Yeah. So, or are you talking about uh, random people, people on the internet, other yeah. fighters, I, coaches? I, mean, I, I, I see. A lot on the the social media internet, like they, of course, all those kind of people. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, well, the other thing too is people like even just the everyday people, like that are friends of the family or whatever that that just all they see is the result, so they don't really see the the, the progression or measurement. It's they'll they'll basically make decisions off of the results. So, uh, but I mean, like, again, that's that's only. There's only a handful of people I could even respect their opinion anyway. I mean, for me as a comic, you have no idea. Yeah. Uh, the people that come up to you and go, even during your show, they'll go, that was funny. Which, which is like, oh, oh, that's a good joke. Which means every other joke sucked to them. And like, yeah. who the fuck made them the fucking, uh, you know, the, the judges of jokes? Especially a lot of times it's a place where there's three people in the crowd and you wouldn't even know if there was a good joke because there's not enough people to even laugh right. uh, or whatever. But you get people all the time. I get it. I, w I, I would hate going back home 
home to my see my family. Well, I'm not talking about my dad and my sister, my brother. Obviously, love them to death. But you get like the the, the cousins or the the family friends that go. How come you're not on Saturday Night Live? Or hey, what do you think of Amy Schumer? Uh, how come you're not on this one? How, why don't you get on Comedy Central? Yeah. Uh, how come you're not on the even even like I'll do the Periscopes and I'll walk the dog. I like doing it at night when I walk a dog. I'm walking mm-hmm. anyway. Number one, number two. It's like I could actually talk to people. I'm just and people go, when are you getting a Netflix special? Or some people goes like, why don't you hang out at the comedy store more often? Like 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 because I'm I'm working. I, you don't think I want a fucking Netflix special? Yes. Like, like you, you don't think I, I want my own TV show? Mm. You don't think I want to be at your, the, your local funny bone? It, this, it's a process. Yeah. And I've been at this 20 fucking years. I make a living doing it. Right. I'm in, as a comic, there's like, like, I hate to say I'm doing better than other comics, but if you look at percentage-wise, there's like, I'm in like the 5%. Of comics that could actually make a living doing comedy. Not a great fucking living. I'm not, I'm not rich, but I make a living, okay? Right. Now, the problem with that is within that 5%, it's the 1% or even the 50% of the 1% mm-hmm. that are the Kevin Hart's, uh, the Joe Rogan's, right. the even let's put Joey Diaz in there or the, you know, the Chris D'Elia's, the Chelsea Handler's. And that's who you're seeing at home. Right. You're seeing the 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 the, the half of the one percent. Mm-hmm. You're you're not seeing. Go to Flappers tonight. Go to fucking Flappers Comedy Club, and there's an open mic. There's seventy five fucking comedians really? waiting to get on there. Sure. That most of them, and on no disrespect to them, but have never been paid to do comedy. Right. Nonetheless, pay their rent, uh, and, and it's just a matter of that. So, J- Jake. Like you're obviously doing very well. Uh, you're 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 one of the best fighters. I, you're the top fifty fighters probably ever in the UFC. Uh, <laughs> but people are the problem with any time you do a job that you're on TV is that the you know you're on TV because and then people get to criticize. And with social sure. media now, it's a whole fucking new age of criticism. Oh of, my god! I know. Of people that don't have faces that they could just say whatever the fuck they want. Bullying. Yeah. So tell me, talking about that. So yeah. what? I mean, it, it's it, you brought up a lot of good points there. Even just like the, I, I was reading a book uh, like the eighty twenty rule, and it said like you know eighty percent, twenty percent of people make eighty percent of the money. The, you know, it's kind of that whole business thing. But in that sense, I'm sure with with comedy, you have to have thick skin, just like in in my sport. But people love to compare. That's that's really what it comes down to. They love to compare. So the, the and it's it's kind of a a trap because they always compare themselves to other people, and even if. Even if you do well or, or you start to slip, they compare you to who you used to be or who you were. You know what I mean? And that's for me, that's every day. People are like, oh, well, in 2013 or 2012, you know, you were this guy just. Re-. It's like, yeah, but there's, there's so many fa- like, just the level of competition. You know what I mean? Like fighting Robbie Lawler compared to like a, a Sean Pearson. Like, you know, there's, there's completely different guys there. But I mean, it's definitely an area you have to have thick skin. And in Tim, you're. you're in the spotlight, whether you know whether it's, I'm sure every day you deal with that with comedy, but gotta have thick skin, you know. That being said, you know your last fight, you know I could tell in the first round you were getting off uh, on this guy, and you were even you had that that Ellenberger, getting off. Uh, well, you weren't jerking off him, but you, you had that you had, you had that Ellenberger fucking smile yeah. of like I got this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he landed that fucking spinning back elbow. Which did you train for that? Did you see that? No, no, yeah, I. It's funny. I was talking to my manager Morgan, and, and uh, I was like, the warm up. It was probably the best I'd ever felt. 
like warm up wise training was everything was good like there was no like you know and people whenever something like a shortcoming you always want to point a finger like oh this fucking this guy this coach no like for me everything was on I, I felt great uh, great warm up everything was on I, I felt good in the first round I mean I, I so there was no like there was no underlying kind of factor but you know I, I did, obviously didn't see it coming and he caught me so now, 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 when you wake up are you, and this fucking asshole is breakdancing, do, do you want to just jump on him and kill him? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah, I want to stab him in the throat. But <laughs> it is. It, it's one of those just you wake up, you're like, fuck, really? But that's life, man. I, I mean, that's there's so many, like, kind of life freaking things you can relate to fighting. Just, like, everything's about resilience, about fucking another battle not only that but like also a lot of people have been on the receiving end of of that to you whereas like Pele and uh, you know um, let's talk about Jake Shields and guys that you've knocked out yeah so Matt Brown or whoever the guys have you stopped so it's not like you know um uh, have you thought like I know that like Bellator P have you thought about possibly going making the jump or no uh not at the moment I mean I've like like Dana called me after I think a week later and we we, we had a good conversation so we've been you know we've been in contact so uh, but yeah I'm still with UFC and uh, it's kind of you know I mean I'm in no hurry to fight again but um, maybe the end of the year yeah we'll no I mean that's the thing with you man is like uh, you know everyone always says like I was asking your training partners how's Jake looking they're like he's fucking beast like yeah. old Ellenberg is back <laughs> like fucking everyone up in practice I'm like oh good 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 yeah. and I think I think 9 out of 10 times I think 99 out of 100 times you beat Mike Perry you know because oh. it's just a matter of like you just got caught I would fight Mike Perry in the street for free really that's how confident I yeah I mean listen he you know I, I'm he's you know he, he caught me it, it is what it is you know moving forward but I also agree 99 of 100 times I get my hand raised. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, speaking of guys who beat Mike Perry, uh, who had a rough weekend over the weekend, Alan Juban. I saw that. Uh, that was that was tough to watch. Um, you know, fucking Alan. Alan is so good, uh, but he fights in a way where he gets punched a lot and he gets hit a lot. And unfortunately, when that's your style of fighting, you can't always recover. And uh, no, hats off to the guy that beat him, but uh, I know Alan, uh, we're doing a podcast Friday. We got Alan, uh, Hanato Laranja, and Russell Peters on the show. Oh, nice. So Alan seemed like he was in good, he, he went to a wedding the next day. Uh, so he obviously wasn't that broken up about it, but uh, that was hard, man. It's always hard when fucking your yeah, friends. Yeah, nice guy. It's nice. Tough, especially you know, him being a, a striker, more of a stand-up fighter. It's, 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 it's always, MMA's a different, you know what I mean? It's a different animal. Like People love to talk about boxing and this 12, 16 ounce gloves, but MMA, literally anybody with who's opportunistic can win. It yeah. literally is that crazy of a sport. But well, listen, man, you know, you know, he'll be, he'll be back. You'll be back. I have, I have no doubts because you guys are, you guys have character and, 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 and you're good. And by the way, so I was watching, I don't watch Ariel's show, but I was watching yesterday's show with uh, Paulie Malignaggi called in okay. about Conor McGregor. Oh my fucking God. It was an hour. And it, Did he just, just... Ariel, I think, said three words. Really? This dude can talk. And, he, <laughs> and, and Paulie's from New York, so I... I uh, and I watched Paulie... I remember when Paulie was coming up. I've been a Malignaggi fan for a long time. Uh, I used to love the way he fights because, number one, he's so quick. 
technical and he didn't have a lot of power mm-hmm. and he would find ways to win and those are always interesting guys to me guys that especially in boxing because you always have that he always have that uh fear of getting knocked out when you can't really hurt the other guy he had c drops some guys you know but paul is a you know world-class fighter so two-time world champion two-time world champion so he was saying that um connor you know he was talking this shit about connor yeah, right when it happened? got announced what happened I, so, I was in vegas when they were sparring together actually because i had i had ran into connor at the tra- at the performance institute but the obvious point sparring's closed off, you know, and they keep it close to their keep they keep their hand close to their yeah. But uh, it was, and then that that literally came out like whatever a, f- a few days later, and I was like, whoa. So so basically, what happened was they asked Connor, they asked Paulie, hey, why don't you come come to Vegas and and, and you know and spar with Connor? Uh, and Paulie's like, okay, and just did it. Didn't even negotiate. Just said okay. So he gets off the plane. They put him up in some crack house, basically, with the other guys. I mean, they said some, sh- like, dump. no dump, yeah. no cable, no this. They don't, even, they don't fly in first class. They fly in coach, which he was kind of annoyed about. But whatever. He's like, I'm going to be part of the team. Yeah. And they tell him, hey, you're going eight rounds tomorrow. And, it, and Paulie was retired. And you look at his body. He was not. Oh, is he retired? He's been retired for five, oh, six months. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. He's been knocked out, like, his last two out of four fights. Like, okay. knocked out, like bad and you saw the way that his body was not what it once was not even close yeah so he goes in there and he says he goes eight hard rounds against mcgregor and uh he's he did say connor got the better of him but he said you know he didn't even know if he could go eight rounds that's how much he hadn't been but uh he's out of shape i'm sure totally out of shape and uh then next thing i know they start releasing pictures online he had his photographers, corner, you know, he, he couldn't bring, Paulie couldn't bring a, a, a cornerman, whatever. And he, like, brings these, like, pictures, like, hey, that saying that, like, he's getting fucked up, Connor has hands behind his back, this and that. Mm-hmm. So he, the next, so then he goes home. He, he like, didn't want to, it was, like, on a Thursday. They didn't want him to spar, to spar Saturday or something, but she was so weird. He, go, he goes back to work to fight in New York. They fly him back, and this time he's ready. He actually jogged all week, did a little sparring. Comes out, does 12, they go, you're going 12 rounds tomorrow. So he goes 12 rounds, and he said he was, the first five rounds, Connor came on strong. Next five, he was fucking up Connor pretty bad. In fact, they even had like, even for sparring, they had a ref in there, and they did a uh, stare down, which he's like, who who does that? (laughs) Who does a fucking stare down for a sparring session? And Dana White was there, the Fertitta brothers, all these guys. And Paulie's now talking shit to Dana, like, you think this clown's going to fuck me up? Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And Connor's going, it's Uh, 7-0. And then uh, seven rounds, and Paulie's like, I don't know what fucking, what score your thing. So then he said the last two rounds, Connor came on strong. Mm Mm-hmm. So afterwards, they hug. They're in, they're in, the, uh, they're in the, uh, dr- the dr- locker room. And he goes, hey, listen, man, please, with like, the pictures, don't put the pictures up. It's just, you know, this is fun. I'm part of the team, blah, blah, blah. Kind of a, yeah, kind of a guy code thing. Yeah, yeah kind of a guy code thing. He goes, he, goes, he goes, I don't know, man. I don't know. My guy's got some good shots. He said there was one shot where Paulie was fucking up so, him so bad, Connor threw him down. Like, like basically, like you know, front head locked him down, you know, snapped him down. Mm-hmm. So then that next morning, Paulie wakes up and in his DM are those pictures from Conor McGregor. Like, okay, I guess maybe he's just kind of, a, and he said it was one of those things where uh, Conor wouldn't tell you when they were sparring. You had to wait around all day. Mm-hmm. You, you like, he would change it from two to eight. It's, the guys are getting treated like shit. Like then the next, then like a couple days later they go, Hey, we're, Every, he texts everybody, sparring today. So he goes there. They all go to the gym at 3 o'clock. 
Connor walks in. He goes, "No, sp- I'm not. I'm, I'm not sparring today." So he ruined the whole guy's day. Like Paulie's whole day is now fucking ruined. <laughs> I got out of you know here. I came here, and then he's upstairs working the bag. And they go, "You can't be up here because Connor has to do some of his. We're teaching him some of his like secret moves, and uh, <laughs> and you can't Steve, be up here for that." Was Steven Seagal there teaching him secret moves? Yeah. So then fucking Paulie's like he flips. He's, I'm out of here. No. Then he fucking wakes up the next morning. Or something happened where all the pictures are fucking released. Yeah. So he's like, fuck this. I'm being used. I'm out of here. So he goes on Ariel's show, says the guy's a fucking jerk off, douchebag, no integrity, no character, goes off on him. <laughs> and uh, it was just crazy. It was fucking madness. And then he, wow. said, and he said Andre Berto was supposed to, was supposed to spar that, that Saturday. And then Berto was like, nah, fuck that. I'm not, I'm not doing this. So they, they could have had Berto and Paulie in his camp. For three weeks, mm-hmm. and, inst- and instead they both left. So that's what Connor's doing. Wow. So yeah, that's what's uh, you know, and, and and he was pissed at like he's putting these guys up for no money, paying them whatever, and he's driving around on a fucking Lamborghini around Vegas. I, I don't know. Basically, they, Connor did not come across very well in this interview. Let's uh, <laughs> let's just say that. Fair to say. Fair to say yeah. that. But yeah. also, I don't know, man. Like, wh- what are you doing? And you brought on a guy, if, if, if Paulie Malik, and Paulie, Paulie Malik is going 12 rounds against you and it's that close, and number one, he was never known for his power to begin with. I mean, he, I think he has like six knockouts and 40 fights, yeah. uh, and he's going toe-to-toe with you. How are you going to do against Floyd Mayweather, <laughs> who's the best boxer in the world? And, I yeah, mean, He's also not a power puncher, though. But yeah, Way more than Paulie, though. Sure. I mean, he's. I don't see him knocking Connor out. Really? Yeah, I don't. You bet on it? I haven't yet. No. You're going to? Yeah. Uh, some props. Yeah, probably. But bet on Connor. Uh, going well, the distance. There's, there's props. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I mean, there's there's some good ones in there, but some good value. But I mean, what do you think about see... the way he was like treated in sparring and this and that? Yeah. Well, that's kind of in. I think here's the thing: people have their fucking have these outrageous expectations, and I think Paulie, it, this is all this comes down to him. This is his fault because <laughs> I don't know what he was expecting going to this. Like, did you expect to be given, you know, given a a Bentley to drive around Vegas? Like, did you expect it to be staying at the at the at the wind? You know, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, put him in a, a nice hotel. But you got to get this hashed out beforehand. You know what I mean? I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying he shouldn't have been taken care of, but. If if you leave anything up in the air, you know how it goes. It usually goes down like it's you, you're. Yeah, but this is a world champion boxer. I get, it. I get it, but he wanted to be part of the biggest fight of all time, as he said. You know. Well, Paulie said he he wanted to make friends. He, he was excited. It was a new opportunity. He had some place to make. He, friends. he he had some things that he wanted to teach him. He could help him out, and, and instead he, he he was being used as a as a pawn. I mean. Anybody from the outside would have saw that a mile away. Really? Yeah. But this, I don't know. I think maybe boxing's different than MMA. He said, look, he said he's had million-dollar fights, million-dollar camps. He never treated the guys like this. Yeah. He never had them stay what? at crack houses and, and, told, and told them. <laughs> crack houses. And that's what he kept saying. <laughs> yeah, and funny. told them it was like a 3 o'clock and then 11 o'clock. Yeah. And it was like, I mean. Again, I, trust me, I've, I've been into a, a lot of situations similar as far as like, not knowing what to expect. Like when I went out to train with BJ in Hawaii for a couple of his camps and, and just like, it'd be one of those things too. Like, Oh, we're going to train today at noon and then it'd be like three and then it'd be seven. And then like, well, the day was gone. Like what camp did you train for him? Uh, we found Matt Hughes the second time. And, but were you put up in a nice uh, house or hotel? Yeah, like? nice, nice house. But, uh, but again, all I'm saying is like, you have to like, 
you have to plan. You should have a manager. Like you should have had a manager say, "No, this right. is where he's staying." Well, at least like have like the basics down. What do you you know? What are you getting paid? Where are you staying? <laughs> what what am I going to expect? If it's like, hey, just have your phone on. We don't know. That's your choice. He flew to Vegas. It's like that's Paulie's fault in my in my mind. I don't know, man. I mean, this is he. He said he'd never met a bigger douchebag in his life. He said these guys are the whole camp is a bunch of yes men. <laughs> They're all just telling him what he wants to hear. He's not doing ha- whatever it is. It's it's worked out so far. He hasn't had one boxing match. And MMA is different. I, I agree. I agree. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to root for Mayweather based on you know the kind of person Mayweather seems to be. Although it does seem like he treats his people right. Except unless you're carrying his kid or, or, <laughs> or you've like dated him or whatever. But it, doesn't, it does seem like, I don't know. It's hard to root for either of these guys. Honestly, I, I hope they both is, lose. Dude. I've had great interactions with Connor. I think he's, he's always been cool to me. Like We've had good conversations. But again, it's like that's one person's side of the story. You know what I mean? Polly, like, I mean, it's uh, you know, like I said, you gotta, everybody's got a different side of the story. I don't know. But don't you think he could have actually helped him with his camp? For sure. three weeks? I mean... No, yeah, no doubt. I, it, it almost seems like, May, like McGregor knows, look, I, I got to pull a rabbit out of my ass. It, there's, I'm not going to get better at boxing this fast. There's no way I'm going to win a boxing match. Maybe I'll do like one of those things uh, where like a mat, some type of like Hail Mary punch where you go, hey, look, your shoes are untied and you punch him in the face and fight's over or something. I mean, how is he going to win this? Like what Mayweather did to uh, that... That Cuban kid, or this and that kid. Well, Mexican kid, yeah, 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 yeah. But it seems like it's just crazy. There was a guy. Here's the thing, like boxing and, and sparring partners, like you're you're brought in, like you're the you're the junkyard dog. You're like like I, I met a guy who was one of Mike Tyson's main sparring partners, and he always claimed like I was. His claim was like I never got knocked out by Mike Tyson, and it was like like he probably has brain damage. <laughs> I don't know. He's he's kind of messed up. He's kind of slow, but it was like when you're when you're like. He knows what he was brought in for. Like he's a sparring partner. Like you guys are gonna fight. You're probably gonna get beat up. Like I don't know what Paulie was expecting. To, to be honest, I, I, I'm I'm not. I'm but he, not trying to take Connor's side. But it's like. But he even said like for sparring, the fact that they were having him go twelve rounds was ridiculous because right. they said he's been retired. Well, that. But also they said, look, if you're getting ready for a twelve round fight, if you're a boxer, you throw three. You get three guys. Each two three rounds each. That way they're at their best. You get better. They're fresh. They give you different looks. Yeah. That, that whole thing. That, like, the fact that like, you have one guy going 12 rounds and you bring your camera guys and you bring Dana White and the Fertitas, it was almost like, watch me knock out Pauli Malignaggi is kind of what happened there. And then he said when that didn't happen, he, you know, McGregor, but then he said when McGregor whimpered like, and that you know, when he hit him, he could hear him whimpering like a girl, and this, or not even like a girl, like a, like a person whimpering. I don't know. It's, the whole thing was insane. But it was, I mean, great theater. And Malignaggi, I'll tell you, man, uh, <laughs> you, you definitely like, I mean, me and my friend, my, my, my friend who doesn't even like, um, uh, like MMA that much or boxing, we, we, we listened to this on the way to San Diego last night. And he was like, I like this guy. I like this Pauly guy. Like yeah. the whole thing. And he's like, I hate McGregor based on this. I mean, if you listen to Pauly's side, you're like, man, this is fucked up. I mean, it's hard, to, but at the same time, it's hard to like me being staying at you know at every Motel Six, every horrible comedy condo there is. Right. Hard to feel any bad for. Oh, really? You didn't get to sit first class? Ooh, you know, it's yeah, hard for me to think to really feel bad for you in that regard. But still, I understand where Paulie's coming from. But even even bringing in a retired fighter to train with is a little strange. Do you think they're going to release the sparring tapes? He from says the gym? after. 
fight. Here's what I think is going to happen is that after he fights McGregor, uh, Mayweather, Mayweather yeah. they're going to try to line up a Paulie Connor fight, <laughs> which no, which yeah, which may, which I think actually Connor has a better shot. Here. I mean, obviously a much better shot than beating uh, Mayweather, but you know, Paulie Malignaggi does not have that many knockouts. He doesn't really have mm-hmm. power like even Mayweather power. Even so, maybe that's, that's a better fight for him. Maybe he'll be one and one as a boxer. I still think Paulie wins with a full camp. I think he wins easy. Uh, and he was even saying that, like, you know, you know, he has 20 years of muscle memory boxing. Mm-hmm. So for between the first and second sparring session, he got astronomically better versus Connor, who's still learning this stuff for the first time. Is that you think that's true? Well, I mean, I agree with. I'm sure he's he's experienced in the sense that he's trained so much and has the muscle memory. But it's even the thing like, you know, with Connor, it's like he's always been a striker. You know what I mean? That's okay. Sure, he's not. He's never been a boxer per se, but he's trained a lot of boxing. His style is more striking, and uh, you know, people people try to talk about Connor like he's like a Damian Maya, like he was a grappler, now he's boxing. It's like he's not. He's yeah. always been a striker. That's just. You know, it's a fair argument. He's always been a striker, and obviously he's made it work in MMA. But can he make it work in boxing? I, I don't know. I, that's, that's why everyone's going to pay the money to watch it. But and What were your thoughts on the uh, Damian Maya-Woodley fight, by the way? Uh, I was there. I was, I was actually right behind uh, Woodley's, I think, mom and, and wife. Mama Woodley. Uh, I love Mama Woodley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Super, super nice lady. Um, and so is the wife. Four yeah. kids. Looks amazing. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, they were super nice. But... Um, yeah, it was it was tough. I mean, it was not the most entertaining fight, but uh, yeah, again, it's it's one of those arguments like, how do you fight Damian Maya? Well, the thing is, everyone's mad at Tyron Woodley. It takes two to make a fight. Mm-hmm. Maya didn't do anything. He lost every single round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Woodley didn't like explode on him for the finish, but Woodley's biggest criticism has been he runs out of gas. So in a five-round fight, why would he all of a sudden empty his gas tank in round <laughs> right, two right. and give Maya a shot? I mean, he did everything he could to win. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, the other flip side is, yes, now this is the second main event he's had in a row or a co-main event where he's been booed by everybody. Yeah. And, th- you know, if yeah. that's what you're going for, like, okay, like, like that, that, fuck you, beat me. It's one thing, but he right. seems to be like he wants the adoration of the fans, but then the fans aren't going to give it oh, to him. Based hell on hell no, yeah. like it's, they could care less. But yeah, like I said, it's it's it, there's a, you can make a, a strong argument either side. I mean, Dana as a promoter, uh, and this is entertainment. It's it's hard to get behind a guy like you know, and and, I, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm not really saying either way. Like he he did what he had to do to win the fight, but. Uh, you know, like like the other side of the sport, this is entertainment, and you know, D- D- Dane is the, probably the most unhappy person with the fight, but whatever. You know, but also look, yeah, there is a there is something to be said about reactions, loved or hated. Everything sure. else Always. falls in between. Yeah. The fact that like I've never seen a wave before during a, <laughs> a UFC fight. Yeah. The crowd did the wave. Uh, then the they were lights. You see that? cell phone that lights. Like, That's the Anaheim crowd, dude. I mean, yeah. so people were so angry at this. They were, they were, they were like, so maybe he is making, he's getting his name out there. It's not the kind of, you know, 
But <laughs> is any publicity good? For yeah, this maybe right? I don't know. I look, I think the fans are harder on Woodley than they need to be. I think that the people don't know how good Damian Maya is in jujitsu, and right. and especially the average fan. And the average fan looks at that as like nothing's happening. Well, the average fan, all they want to see is a fucking knockout. You know what I mean? It's like again, they they don't see the the strategy, the tactics, and the skills. Like like Maya, yeah, absolutely, really dangerous guy, but. By the way, let's talk about uh, some other fights that happened this weekend. Sergio Pettis is getting better and better and yeah, better. Look good. I mean, you talk about like it used to be he was Anthony's younger brother, yeah. and people were saying, "Oh, you know, he wouldn't be he wouldn't be where he is if not." And I think there was a lot of undue pressure on him because of that, mm-hmm. because of how good his brother was. Well, now I, I almost w- will say that Sergio is becoming the bigger star uh, than Anthony Pettis. Uh, he's. I mean, Moreno... At the moment, I would say so. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And once again, I'm comparing like a fucking asshole. But yeah. uh, he's looking great. He, he, Moreno's a tough guy, and uh, I was a little nervous they were going to give him the, the win because it was in Mexico, and I'm like, ugh. Like that one fight? What's that one fight where the Alejandro Perez versus... Where he got the win, or it should have been. It was it like ha- a, it happens yeah, all, remember that one? It happens all the time. Yeah. So, suck, but they gave, it, they gave it to the right guy. Uh, Pettis won. Like when, me and, when Kelvin and I fought... Came down to the wire. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kelvin Gastelum. Yeah. Yes, but uh, but I heard in training you got him back. Uh, <laughs> so so uh, yeah. So I don't know. I was, I was happy for Sergio. Uh, he the Rand, good. he looked good. The Randa Marcos fight. I thought Randa won. Uh, I was once again, I, but it was one of those decisions where I could see, I could argue it both ways. Yeah. So I, I wasn't, you know, They're, like devastated. It, it, it consistently brings up the same argument. Like, there's no easy way to fix the judging problem because everybody has their own perception and their own way of. Because, like, like, I mean, we, I, what was the one fight where it was uh, a couple of weeks ago? I think it was in New York, maybe, but it, it was a unanimous. And clearly, it was like one round to one, or yeah, one to one going to the third, like the second round. And then the one judge gave it like 30 tw- 26. And you're like, are you, are you? They didn't give the guy a. Round. Was it Pat Cummings versus uh, Gian Vellante? No, not that one. That was another close one. Yeah, yeah, but th- there's no there's no easy answer. I mean, I don't I don't have a solution for the. You can't get every judge on the same page. They see you know their perspective is no, th- different and and you know and you that's can't th- train them all the same way either. And what happens a lot of times is you have guys winning close rounds, and, and a guy wins a close round, very close. Second, first round close. Second round close. Third round, he gets destroyed. Not a 10-8, but he gets beaten. Right. So everyone now goes, oh, the, the guy who won the third round wins the fight. But they don't understand that it's, no, that's not what, he, he yeah, lost no. the first two rounds. And then people are angry at the guy for winning the fight. It happens all the time. It, it's the same as even people judging the last 30 seconds of a round. When a guy's, you know, controlling or uh, more aggressive or dominating a round, then they get taken down or, or something. The la- they lose the last 30 seconds, and then that's all they judge the whole fucking round. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Come on. Uh, by the way, I, gotta, I do have to say something about Snoop Dogg. So at first I was like, you know, why are they having Snoop Dogg do commentary? There are so many other guys out there. Even, you know, if you want to go entertainment, go, go, go Don Fry, go, uh, go Henzo, Gracie. There are older guys that get Mark Coleman in there. Yeah. What, uh, get Phil Baroni in there. At least he's actually, but instead they go Snoop Dogg. Is he a WME guy? You know? Snoop Dogg is, yes. Yeah. So then Makes sense. Snoop Dogg started growing on me. And I'm like, all right, this dude's hilarious. Okay, all right, I get it. This is funny. He doesn't know anything about the sport, but at least you got Uriah. 
But then once again, it's like fucking these guys, they go overboard. So Daniel Cormier, they came in and he started making fun of Cormier for crying. He's like, he's crying like a bitch. You know, he goes, you don't fucking, you know, kick a man when he's down, which is exactly what he was doing right. was kicking man. And Snoop Dogg, like, fuck off, man. Like crying like a bitch to fucking Daniel Cormier. We put his whole fucking. Who just got beat by the best best fighter and ever ever so far? Like Snoop, like you wouldn't last twenty seconds with Daniel Cormier. Ten seconds. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to take one punch by Daniel Cormier. And like, how long did that fight would go? Snoop Dogg versus Cormier. No, not long at all. I mean, come on, man. It's one of those things where, you know, I you gotta respect what these guys are doing or girls are doing. You can't. Mm-hmm. You're crying like a bitch? Like, fuck off, dude. Really? Come on, man. Yeah, you know, he said that. Yeah, and it just, it, it, I, I was digging him. I was sticking up for him. I'm like, you know did, what? Did Uriah say something to him? Uriah just sort of looked like... Uh, but he kind of play, played it off. He kind of played it off a little bit, but yeah. he, it was also like, it was right when Snoop walked in, mm. and you're, it, it was sort of like, it wasn't like during the recording, it was like, it was, it was, it was on TMZ, and Uriah sort of was like, uh, I didn't say that. He had that look of like, it was sort of a tough situation for Uriah to be yeah, in. I mean, right. yeah, Uriah should like, in a perfect world, be like, oh, Snoop, like what? But then you got to deal with that. So, and then he has to be there in a the booth with the guy for five hours. So I understand, you know, I understand Uriah's kind of uh, being a little bit uh, indifferent to the whole thing. But come on, man. You know, Snoop Dogg, you're a good rapper and... Yada yada yada, but how, how do you feel about people memeing the the crying face? I didn't like it. You know, I think with Michael Jordan, it was maybe a little different because it's like a positive moment. Well, I think it was. It wasn't. It was Jordan was crying. I think it was during his Hall of Fame speech, yeah. and it was one of those things where he wasn't like in pain. Pain. It wasn't like he. They got Jordan after his father died, and he's fucking crying. Take a picture. It, it was sort of like I think it was during his Hall of Fame speech. So, yeah. you know, whereas. It was like a, I'm crying because of what I've achieved or this or that. It was sort of a happy crying or I'm yeah. sad that it's over. But it, well, the other thing, the first, first, I don't think that he should have been interviewed at all. Yeah. But so that you know, I mean, that was kind of the first. But you know, yeah, and I get it. Joe, Joe, Joe apologized, and I, I don't think he really understood. I don't think he realized, you know, the like the emotion of the situation. I don't think it was also Joe with people in his ear going interview Cormier. Like it wasn't like I don't think it was Joe's call. Yeah. I mean Joe can't well, say he said it was. But he said it was I, his I call? Yeah, he did. Oh. But I don't know I, I don't know like you, cuz you could always be influenced by whoever's running the TV, you know, or somebody saying let's get DC. I mean you never really know, but Yeah. So, you know, yeah, Joe Joe was a man of his word. You know, he was he apologized and, and said sorry to to Daniel and yeah, the, but, the, but the meme is not like it's not a funny meme to me. It's not funny. Uh, and honestly, I've never even been a big, a, a huge fan of the of the of the Jordan crying meme. I just I didn't really get it until it was already too fucking really? popular. I just was not like I guess it's kind of funny, but it was not. It was more funny that people were like putting it on like certain Everything, things. Yeah. You know, like then it was kind of funny, but it, but I wasn't like crying laughing. I was like, oh, that's creative. It was more of a, a creative thing, and like. I guess when even when Ariel Hawani was crying when he got fired from the UFC for that day or something and right. and UFC like, 200 yeah he got kicked out yeah I'm sure it was a significant thing to Ariel Hawani's life mm-hmm. but it wasn't like like I knew he was going to get his job back the next fucking day or two days later mm-hmm. yeah. and he didn't I mean 
I don't know. He, he didn't spend his entire life. And also knowing what Cormier has been through with his, his daughter passing away and his father being murdered and losing to Kale Sanderson and the Olympics and now losing to this fucking guy twice. You, you yeah. factor that all in and it, stops, and it stops really becoming that funny to me. And look, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not for a ban of it and I'm not for a ban of any type of comedy mm-hmm. because people can go through every joke in my fucking act and be like, that's offensive. That's wrong. You're making fun of this person. You're making fun. And then, then you start fucking only making jokes that only offend nobody. It's just, it's not really what, what I, what I, what I'm for. I'm not for censoring comedy. That's not, right. that's not the platform that I want to really take. Mm-hmm. But am I going to retweet it? No. Am I going to make a meme out of it? No. But it's just, it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and plus, I don't know, the whole fucking, a lot of times people put these memes up and they didn't even invent the meme. It wasn't like if you create the meme. If you're a meme creator <laughs> and, and you're the guy that came up with the fucking <laughs> meme, I would say, okay, that's, that's pretty cool. That's, that's, a, that's a cool job. You're creative. You're, you're, you're expressing a joke in a certain form of way. But if you're just taking someone else's fucking meme and posting it on Instagram for likes because you want to, to me, that's sort of like stealing a joke mm-hmm. in some ways. That's what that one dude, the fat Jew, a while back Yeah, another guy, before. of course, calls himself the fat Jew like a fucking asshole. Like, we don't have enough problems being right. the Jews. We've got to have that fucking guy <laughs> represent us. Yeah, it's just sort of annoying. I, I heard he does that a lot. Yeah, he does it. He, he gets no one credit, and he's, but he's getting paid no off credit. of it, too. Right, right. You fucking, you know. So, yeah, I'm not a fan of the, the Cormier thing. It's just, it's just not really my thing, you know. Uh, but I get it. I, I'm not for banning it, either. That's, a, that's, that, that's the difference. People are like, you know... To me, there's no really rules in comedy. Uh, it's just get a laugh. That, but yeah. it, you know, but I just didn't. At what expense, though? You know, it, it's just not that funny to me. And maybe because I'm too, I'm too into it. I'm too, I'm too into Daniel. And also, I was sitting next to his his wife and kids, or his, his, his wife and his training partners, and they're crying. It was just very, it was very painful. Mm-hmm. Oh, you were sitting next to them at the, for the fight. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I have a question for both of you. It goes back to Connor. Sure. I wish CB was here to put his input on this. Oh, fuck. All right. So would you rather have Connor stay with boxing and go fight Polly? No. Or would you have him defend the belt? And if he does go fight uh, Polly, is he going to have his 155 belt vacated? He's been away Uh, for so long. First of all, I don't want him boxing because... Wherever he he makes more money. He's never... Really? If I'm Connor... I don't know. Fuck my, everybody. My whole thing is, I understand that point of view, but look, he's the best fighter in the world right now at 145 and 155. Mm-hmm. A best MMA fighter. He's probably not even in the top 300 best boxers in his weight class in the world. Uh, so You're thinking very logically, though. So I want to see the best guys in right. what they do fight each other. I, I, I don't like hearing Eddie Murphy sing. Okay, <laughs> Eddie Murphy at one point was the greatest comic in the country or up there, but now he's a he's, he's a he's a reggae singer. Okay, I don't like Steve Martin. I don't like to hear him do bluegrass music, even though he likes bluegrass music. I don't like to hear Jared Leto sing. Uh, Jared Leto now has a, he has he has a band. He's a great actor. Hmm. Uh, Corey Feldman was I liked him in The Goonies. I didn't like him on the the uh, Today Show Jack doing. Black. You like here Jack Black, another guy. <laughs> People like his band, but I'm not a big fan of of, no. of comedy, rock and that's roll. The D, dude, that's the D. Uh, it's just not my thing. I like to see people what they're the best at, what they're the best at. Yeah, as a fan, I'd love to see. 
Connor return to the UFC and, and, and defend the belt, the lightweight belt, but mm. I don't I don't see it happening. I mean, maybe, but if if he keeps getting these enormous paydays, especially in boxing, there's no there's no it doesn't make sense for him to go back to MMA. But I now mean, but now Steve Miocic is calling out Anthony Joshua. Uh, he's gonna get killed. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, another, but he's like, fuck it, I can get you know. The other thing too is boxing's a dying sport. It's been dying for a long time. You know how many how many how many champions in boxing could you? I mean, could we all name? Like, there's there's a handful like or that are that are relevant and are and to the casual fan, not many. You know, yeah, Floyd, yeah. Floyd Mayweather, Canelo, you know, Triple G. But it's like it's it, again, it's the entertainment. It's it's what drives pay per view. Connor's the biggest pay per view draw in in, in the mixed martial arts, and and you know that's why obviously that's why they're they made this. Uh, this fight with with uh, Mayweather, but he might. He, I think he's gonna ex- keep exploring the the boxing world. Ugh. But so stupid. Again, so you, who do you think uh, fights for the either interim one fifty five or they're gonna just gonna vacate his belt? Do you think it's gonna be like uh, uh, Khabib yeah, Ferguson? I, I, it all depends on the Mayweather fight. But if he doesn't go back, I think they're trying to do a Khabib fight in Russia, in which I think Khabib beats Connor. Really? Uh, I, I, I think s- so. I Is there Usada see... in Russia? <laughs> I still want to see Khabib and Tony. Me too, dude. I think that's a great fight. Who do you think wins that fight? Great fight. Uh, man, I don't know. <laughs> that's why it's like, so good. Yeah, Khabib is, is definitely a, a stud, but Tony is no easy fight for anybody. I mean, I, I just as a fan, I want to see that fight. And, and they had it scheduled a couple of times, but I still I think if Conor doesn't come back or even in the time that he wants to, make that the interim title. There's a lot of good fights. And also, uh, this Justin Gaethje, Eddie Alvarez fight is another fight that I can't really call because both those guys get massively hurt, uh, (laughs) almost are impossible to put away. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, but Eddie Alvarez in his prime, I think puts away Justin Gaethje. Um, This version of Eddie Alvarez, who's... Just been in seventy five thousand wars. Uh, who knows? I mean, would he have come back against Dustin Poirier? I I don't know. I think he might have. Uh, depends on who you ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you think wins that fight? It's a good fight. Shit, I don't know. That's a, that's a close one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I, I would say I would kind of lean towards Eddie, but that's Poirier's no easy fight for anybody. Uh, no, I mean, I'm talking about uh, Gaethje versus... Oh, Gaethje and, and Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, they're coaching Ultimate Fighters. Yeah, here. right, right. Um, fuck, that Gaethje's tough as hell, too. He's fun to watch, too, dude. Yeah, he's fun to watch because... But, but that's the thing. That's why I think fans have to stop getting so mad at Tyrone Woodley because there are enough guys like that, Justin Gaethje's, uh, that, that they're going to be on the card and they're going to make it a crazy war. Uh, there are enough guys like Diego Sanchez and Justin Gaethje <laughs> and Dustin Poirier and Eddie Alvarez and, you know, these guys, they, they, they just, everything's a rock'em, sock'em robot fight. You know, let's put Chase, whatever his name is, the heavyweight now. Sherman. Chase Sherman. Uh, these other guys, they just, it's, just, it's always going to be fun fights. Um, a fight that got made a couple days ago uh, was Joanna Janjuncek against Rose Namajunas. Oh, shit. Uh, really? Yeah. I didn't see that. I think That's Joanna a fun fight. A fun fight, but I, I think Joanna's in a different class. And I like Rose. She's she's so good. She's so damn good. I, I got to train with her a couple times, but that girl works hard. And when you train with her, what do you mean? Well, you know, she was at King, she came into the gym and did some some classes, some sparring too. So Did you spar with her? I didn't you know, not not personally I didn't spar, but I watched her train. It was like she's she works hard, man. She her work ethic and, and she's fast. 
I don't see anybody beating her. Really? No. Well, I mean, Claudia came close. Yeah. That girl came close, and Claudia is a fucking triplet. Jesus Christ. Uh, by the way, so, oh, so my, uh, my girlfriend, it's her birthday today, my wife. I keep saying my girlfriend. My, my wife, it's her birthday. And uh, I told her, all right, Saturday, we're going to like, in Temecula, there's a, there's a balloon. There's like, we're going to go on like a hot air balloon, right? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at things to do. So you got to be there at 545 in the morning. So I'm like, all right. What? Yeah, so we, we, we got up. So I have a friend, Eric, Eric Allegria, who's like the biggest pothead I know. I mean, he's always drinking marijuana and stoned out of his mind. He's drinking marijuana? Yeah, he drinks like the, the, the oh, juice or THC, v- THC vapes. And like, he's like, hey, man, you know, uh, you know what are you doing? Uh, it's, it's my girl's birthday. I'm like, oh, I'm taking my girl to uh, Temecula for a balloon ride. And then we do wine tasting. Oh, uh, maybe we, could, uh, can I, can we come too? So like, all right, we so, like him and someone else. Him and his him and his girlfriend. Right, so he's not just gonna be a third wheel. Yeah, yeah. The so I'm like, sure. So he, he. So we're supposed to leave at four o'clock in the morning on Saturday. I had two. Sh- I had like. So I'm like, okay. So we leave at like four fifteen, four twenty. We're driving down there. I had to get gas. We get there at like five at five forty five is when the balloon leaves. And I'm looking at my ways. Like we're gonna get there at six. My girl forgot her phone, so she we had to wait for her to find her phone. Mm. For of course it was in the car. We called it. It was ringing in the car. So now we missed the balloon, right? Mm. So the balloon took off without us, like because it was foggy and they had to they had to go out. So now we're driving back. Everyone's kind of annoyed because we spent we spent like three hundred dollars on this, but we did get another. We have to. It was like a late fee, but we got another balloon in a couple weeks. But my friend and his girlfriend, I mean they're in their forties, are making out in the back seat of my car at like oh. eight o'clock in the morning. Like who the fuck does that? <laughs> and then it makes us feel like like we're losers because we're not down to make out. But like like who who makes out at eight? Do you do that with your girl? Would you make out in the back of my car? Uh, well, not usually with other people, no. Uh, in high school, I did that. Right, like right. in high school, when like you live with your family and you have to make out wherever you could find a, uh, an open space or something. <laughs> Who the fuck makes out the back of their car? That's like you only see that in movies, like the high school teen movies. Like, yeah, making out. I, I almost wanted to jam my brakes at like ninety just to fucking have they go flying, well, yeah. you know. But I was like, ah, uh. that's weird. So that was annoying. Would you do that, Joe, with like a sixty-year-old guy, like a guy? Five thousand. I've done it with a woman. I mean, five grand. Would you do it? Fuck yeah, dude. I'll okay. do it for like five hundred bucks. You make out with a guy for five hundred dollars? Sixty year old guy. Yeah. Sixty year old man. That's it. Yeah. Five hundred, six hundred. We could probably get uh, enough donations no, on the podcast. Let's do a really Kickstarter. Let's start no, the Kickstarter. No, I don't right want to see it. I just wow. I was just throwing that out there. I didn't know if you could you, do you ever get a boner when you're rolling in jujitsu? I have before, dude. Not <laughs> oh. not with like a dude though. With who? With a girl? Yeah, but only in no gi. I don't get a boner in gi, but in definitely no gi because they're wearing like a skin tight like Do you uh, wear a cup? Uh I did when I got my testicles squished. I started to wear a cup, but I stopped wearing a cup. Did the girls know that you have a boner? No, there's no way nobody could tell that I have a boner. You don't. You don't do like seatbelt control and then like kind of no. Okay, that's, that's that's all right. Listen. So um, anyway, then you know what else? So the other night, uh, my girl never saw coming to America, which is my really? all-time favorite movie. Wow. Yeah. So we go Classic. and, and I, we, we go put it on Netflix. We find it on like Hulu, and I was thinking how fucking easy like, these kids have it. You, Joe, mm-hmm. you want to watch a movie? You fuck it. You put on Netflix. You get a movie. Hell yeah, dude. When I was 21 and I wanted to watch a movie, I had to go to Blockbuster Video, dude. Blockbuster Video, and then mm-hmm. they have the 10 movies, yeah. right? And you're like, oh great, my movie's in, but they're behind, like the actual cover, and they're never there. 
No. So you, it's right. like they were the original trolls because you're like, oh wait, <laughs> like great, my movie's in. That one's out. Yeah. And, and then it's out. Fuck. So then you gotta wait, and hopefully someone returns it while you're there for the ten <laughs> minutes. So you well, can they like go through their return to me. Yeah, like a like, fucking oh, crackhead. You're yeah. like, Ugh, fiending. Then you had like an hour to watch the movie. You get to or it's a late, yeah. and it was like nine dollars a day or like ten. You could have actually fucking been in the movie for this amount of right. So. <laughs> And then, and then if you don't rewind it, it's an extra five. You know how many movies I've lost where it's like $75? Or my my yeah. thing was 120 bucks uh, For a VHS. Yeah, yeah. You have no idea how fucking easy you have it, man. I used to go to Blockbuster when they were still around when I was like 10 years old or like something like that. I do have fond memories of like getting the candy, getting the movie. You know, it was like a big family event. That, you that was good, family. though. Like, like Blockbuster nights with a chick were fun nights. Yeah. You, you went there. Your chick was in her like sweats and like a cutoff shirt and then you would look for movies together party. you guys were kind of baked you go home you, you got you know you got laid those Wait, are, those what, are, what does that mean baked like like high oh but even yeah. buying weed like you drive around california that's fucking dispensaries when i was 18 years old or 17 or 16 and my friends wanted to smoke weed you know what they'd do they had to go to a payphone and they had to beep oh, a drug dealer. And they had to find a payphone that had a callback number, which almost none of them did, right? And then you had to wait by the phone for the drug dealer to call back, the high school drug dealer named, like, Brewster. He always had one name. And then he would, like, stroll in in his car six hours later and sell you, like, a, 15, six hours later. a $15 bag of dirt fucking weed that was, like, oregano. I'm telling you, man, you guys, you have no fucking... Then it went to, like, Redbox, you know? like the Oh, yeah. Those started coming along, and then... Yeah. I would never return those. The Redboxes? Yeah, never. You ever get charged? Maybe. Well, my girlfriend in the past probably did. I did. Oh, use her Redbox right. account? Yeah. That's, that's very nice of you. Well, there you go. Nice. All right. All right, so let's talk about some of the other fights that happened. That, that, uh, that undefeated kid... Who got knocked out yeah. with the flying knee. Yeah. That was... He was a big underdog, too. Yeah. Yeah. Just has, that just shows how hard MMA is to bet on because... I and mean, who saw that coming? They, I mean, they, they was in Mexico. Mm-hmm. It was a Mexican kid. Mm-hmm. They brought in a guy to lose. Guy comes out with... Guy has like six losses. Comes in with a flying knee and knocks him out in 14 seconds. Wow. That's MMA for you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Is that how your fight with... Uh, uh, what's the name kind of went when you knocked him out in seven seconds? Were they bringing you in to lose? Oh, Pele? Yeah. For sure. For sure. It was in Prince George, British Columbia, like, which no one's ever heard of. It's like northern part of BC, and, which I love Canada, by the way. That was a cool town. But, yeah, I was the guy brought in to get beat up by Pele. And, and, and if it had, what was going for me, I didn't know who Pele was at the time. Like, eh, I, don't, I don't care. Some fucking, some guy. And uh, I, that, that worked in my favor. You know what I mean? It was... I had Shale with me, and Dan Henderson was there for doing like a. They they paid him to come up to make an appearance, or whatever. But it was, it was cool. It was it ended up being a, a fun event. You knocked it out in eight seconds, right? Yeah, yeah. Eight, I think yeah, eight seconds. Yeah. Now, now your first punch. Now, did, was it? Did you do you know at that point when you connect, it, it fights over? At that one, yeah, yeah. Well, he came running at me like flying knee, sprinting at me, and I kind of circled. But yeah, that one was it was like completely flush. You could. Uh, I was like, there's no way he's getting up from that. But now, when did you know you had power? Like, like you had ridiculous. Like when you were finger banging chicks and they were not coming back. Like when, <laughs> when did you? When did you know that you had this ridiculous power? Uh, I probably when I was maybe 20. I don't know. Like when I when I first started. Like we I used, we used to do like smokers. They'd call it like sparring sessions, and 
and guys that were really good, you know, like I, I would I would start hurting some guys and they're like, oh, I'm, I have, you know, some natural talent. But. You ever drop Tim Sylvie in the gym? No, no. You ever spar with him? No. At Pat no. Miller's gym? You never? Uh, not, not, no, I mean, he was too fucking 80. Um, yeah, I, he's a good guy, though. He was, pussy. He, yeah, <laughs> fucking pussy. I, you know who I did spar with a lot was Jens Pulver, uh, Spencer Fisher, at the time were fucking killers. Like Pat, Spencer, and Jens, all, they all three put me down with the liver, like body shots. Pulver did? Yeah. And Pulver was a lot smaller. Yeah, but he was fast. Yeah. But they were, those were the days, man. And that's you know, I, those are the days I was, you know, year two into training. I'm nobody, so. Yeah, that's pretty damn cool. They had a they had, they had an incredible gym though. By the way, I watched uh, women's boxing over the weekend. Mm. You, Why would you do that? Uh, it was on Showtime. No, I'm kidding. And the girl follows me on uh, on Twitter. She's the two time Olympian. Michaela. Clarissa Shields. Oh, okay. She's uh trains with Cyborg. Uh, okay. She won the gold medalist twice. Uh, won the gold medals twi- the gold medal twice in the Olympics. Black yeah. woman. Uh, attractive, awesome, but she goes in there. It's like her her I don't know seventh fight ever, and she's fighting for a world title against a girl from Germany that looked like the average girl you see at curves. I hmm. mean, and she's sixteen and zero. Wow! And women's boxing has a long way to go. Uh, and nothing against Curse of Shields because she's awesome, but I don't know how this woman that she beat. Became a, I mean, it got so bad. The fight was so uneven. Afterwards, the announcer, Jimmy Farhood or whatever his name goes, he was, hey man, I had the fight even going to the six. Ha ha, that was his big joke. Because this girl didn't win, didn't lose a, a, 10 seconds of a round. <laughs> uh, the other girl didn't throw a punch. Really? It was, it was, inc- boxing is, exactly, it's so corrupt as far as like records. I mean, you, you, it's like a guy in boxing with two losses is considered a bum. It's like, and, and I loved to, not to bring up Conor Mayweather again, but I loved in the like in the the press conferences they were doing. He was saying, "We're I'm only going to fight a half a fight. This isn't a real fight. <laughs> like a real fight, you'd get killed." Which he's right. He's yeah. true. But uh, no, and especially Olympic like the Olympic level boxing is like that's legit because you got the you don't have very many rounds and it, you got to be pressing. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's boxing in general. They have a, you know, like I said, it's. But it's this girl, a, sixteen and all, I was like. Man, Who is she fighting? Yeah, that's the queen. Yeah. I mean, th- I mean, maybe she just had a, a cramps or something where she couldn't get off at all, and it was just a bad day. And this is not. But I almost wanted to see her earlier fights to see how she won. That's how bad this girl was. Or maybe Clarissa was that good. But uh, I mean, Clarissa's a good fighter, a legitimate fighter. And like, you even saw her sessions with Cyborg. She was tearing. She was beating up Cyborg in boxing. But she said, like, Cyborg in a couple of years could be a really good boxer, uh, which Cyborg was with her in the, uh, in the, in the, uh, the boxing ring. Oh, really? So she went with her. I think Ray Elby might be working with her or something. But. So, um, all right. So Dave Branch and uh, Luke Rockhold are going at it. I don't even know why Luke Rockhold has this fight. Dave Branch is a good fighter, and he was a WSOF champion. He's won, you know, seven right. in a row. But Luke Rockhold beat Chris Weidman and was the champ. And got knocked out by Bisbing, but you would think would then go on and fight, I don't know, uh, Yoel maybe, uh, and then the winner of that fights Whitaker or fights Bisbing or even fights Wyman in a rematch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, why is Dave Branch... Is, is it because Dana's mad at him and he pissed off Dana? Like, who... What the fuck... What's up with this? I don't know. That's... 
I haven't heard Branch's name in a while. Has he been active or has he been? Yeah, he won his last fight, and okay. you know he, he's he's good. He's a good fighter. Yeah. But what? Like, I don't why? Know. That is that's a good question. <laughs> I do not know. Yeah, uh, but Bisbing and so now Bisbing wants to fight GSP. Who do you think wins that fight? Oh, that's a good fight. I think it's a great fight. To be honest, I. You know, it's it's hard to say too because GSP being out as long, for as long as he has and being up a weight class, um, you know, obviously he's going to be prepared. He, he doesn't go to any any fight not completely prepared. But I I I, I think Bisping wins it. You think Bisping beats I him? I think he does. But you think that GSP beats Brock Lesnar? He does. So you think Bisping beats Brock Lesnar? He does. <laughs> no, but here, here uh, let's on. be serious. Though. I think Bisping. <laughs> Like, GSP has great takedowns in MMA. I think Bisbing's one of the hardest guys to control. Like, and, and I've trained with Mike a lot down at, down at Ruka, but um, I think Mike gets that fight. I think he wins that fight. Now, the, all the rumors about GSP having uh, HGH gut and all this stuff, <laughs> and rumors. USADA, do you, do, you think that's, do you think he was been on, on stuff? I don't know. Um, in the past, I, I do, but I, right now, I, it, it'd be hard to imagine he is now if he's in the USADA pool, you know? Now, we'll Bro- now, Brock versus John Jones. John Jones. Yeah. How quick? I don't know. I, I think it's a... That, well, that's a dangerous fight for John Jones. Um, but, man, he, Jones is... He's, he's the best in the game. Now do, you, I mean, now, do you think he head kicks Brock and it's over? I mean, like his punches, I don't think... You think his punches really hurt Brock? Mm, that's I don't know. He could definitely kick kick him he, if he if he lands a kick definitely. But Brock's not a he's not a five round guy. You know what I mean? He's a he's one of the biggest draws in the sport. But I, I he beat Hunt for five him. rounds. I know. But if you saw that, that's that that was more boring than Woodley Maya. And he's got three feet on Mark Hunt. Yeah, but Jones is a different animal. I, I, I like that fight. It's a, it's a big draw. You know, I, I get why he wants to make it. You know, Jones is one of the few that get a, a, a part of the pay-per-views. But um, does, does, does Brock give him a good fight? I don't know. A good round, sure. I mean, round. Brock is... Look, I think Brock Lesnar, pre-diverticulitis, mm-hmm. the night he fights Frank Mir, could almost beat anybody in UFC history on that one night. Uh, he murdered Frank Mir in that rematch. It's sort of like Mike Tyson in his prime. The Mike Tyson that beat Michael Spinks in, what, 49 seconds, whatever it was, I think takes out anybody. Mm-hmm. The problem is the Tyson afterwards, and the problem now is Brock afterwards. So we're all remembering Brock Lesnar in that Frank Mir fight. But the Brock Lesnar against Overeem, the Brock Lesnar against Cain Velasquez, even the Brock Lesnar against Shane Carwin, round one, it was a shell yeah. of that guy. So now we're talking about he's older, he's done more drugs, he's had more wear and tear on his body, he's not fought, he doesn't train in MMA against John Jones, who's in his prime, who's beaten everybody in front of him, better guys, stays training. It's probably a no-brainer for John Jones. Plus, Jones is going to come into that fight 230. He's not coming in at at, at at 205. Well, you know, it's... Again, I, I understand the move by Jones, but it's is it really that interesting? Is it that big of a fight? Mm, I don't know. You know, it, it's a strategy on Jones' part because, I, like I said, Lesnar, he's a needle mover. But Would you rather see Gustafsson Jones too? 
I would for sure. I would like to. See, I mean, that, that I think it's a more competitive fight. Mm-hmm. Is it a bigger draw? No. I want to see that other guy, uh, Volkan versus Jones. Demir. Volkan, who knocked out uh, Jimmy Manoa. Yeah. In, in oh yeah. Who the fuck is that guy? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I remember. I, I was, I was watching that. I was like, what the? Because we're all we're all like, oh Manoa, you know, he's yeah yeah, he's no shit. Yeah. This guy just, <laughs> just kind of steamrolled. But him. he did that his last time too. His last fight, he did that. He and he oh, it looks like he punches in like slow motion. And then, he, and then he just like, yeah. he's got, but once again, we can, you know, we, we've seen that story before though, that guy who looks unbeatable, knocking everybody out and then take him past round two as a different fighter. Um, so uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of, it's crazy. So Dana White is not leaving the UFC. Oh, CR is back in. Nice. CR is fighting Rob Wilkinson. That's a zero buddy, right? Seer? No, Seer Batazara. Oh, so yeah, he used to train down at Rain, yeah. I like that. He's, he's, I hung out with him at Mayhem one night. He yeah. actually he makes Mayhem look normal. <laughs> That's how fucking crazy that guy is. Yeah, yeah. I think he there's a fight crazy. this weekend. Is there a fight this weekend? Not um, in UFC. In Bellator, right? Bellator? And let me ask you a question. Who do you think is the biggest personality in the sport? Or maybe the top three? Or you just give me three that come off the top of your head. Personality, like who do you, yeah, who do you entertain like you like? That's still forward. actively fighting? Yeah, regardless of their fight. I mean, are we talking about Ronda Rousey? Or, like, are we, could she be in that mix? No, of, like, I, I'll give you mine, but yeah, like anybody, anybody who's... Well, Conor McGregor is the number yeah, yeah, one personality. Outside of that. John Jones, number two. I would say... Pff, we're not going to put... Who's the champ? Mighty Mouse, 25. Not putting her. Corey no, him. Corey Nolove, I would say, is getting there. As far as, but not in a good way. People are starting to like, I don't know, turn on him a little bit. 145, Max Holloway is way too, or Edgar, they're way too. Uh, if you go like any, any time, like conclude the Hall of Fame guys. Like any, oh, ever? Yeah, ever. Who would you say? Tito Ortiz, Chuck Liddell, and GSP. But the, if we're not including Brock. Personality-wise? Uh, just just enigma-wise. I mean, Chuck didn't have a great personality, but he had that thing about him, that X factor. Yeah. Uh, where it was just like he had the tattoo on his head and the mohawk. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Tito, everyone, you loved or hate him, but you knew him. Yeah. Um, Rampage. Rampage, Chael, sure. Sonnen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say those guys. Yeah. Well, who do you think? No, I, I, I was going to say, yeah, like, uh, you know who, who's really, his, his boss, Rutten? He's, oh, yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's a personality. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, Boz, but Boz... His best fights came in like pride and sort of, you know, like the pancreation, you know, he sort of, it was, a, he was like ahead of his time in a lot of ways. Right. You know? Yeah. But, but his personality wise, he's, oh, he's, he's a, hilarious. He's a, he's a maniac. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you been watching the uh, Contender series? I haven't, no. It's pretty good. Not really. I, I watched one of the fights. We had a, a, a buddy of mine from Glendale fought, but didn't didn't go very well. But he's he'll be back. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Ronnie Yaya won, by the way. That was a, that was a pretty cool fight. Uh, and um, Paige Van Zant's fighting Jessica I. Should be a good fight at one fight. at one twenty five. Um, I don't know who wins that. Fight. I, Jessica wins. I think Jessica wins. I think Paige Van Zant. Um, I wouldn't say hype, but if she didn't look the way she did 
And, you know, people would not be behind her as much as she was. She beat Felice Herrig, but that was Felice at her lowest, according to Felice. This is not the same Felice that's fighting right now. And her, you know, she lost in one round to uh, the karate hottie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, right? Or was it Rose that beat her? Somebody beat her in one round. I think it was a karate hottie, right? Yeah. Uh, and then Rose beat the karate hottie. Uh, I think Jessica has got much better boxing. I like watching those fights. Better striking. Those... Some of the lighter weights for the females. Yeah, yeah. always. They, it seems like they're almost always good fights. I love them until they go for a head and arm, and then I'm just like, stop going for a fucking head and arm. <laughs> Enough of this. Yeah. Uh, but who do you like in that fight? I like Jessica. Yeah, I like Jessica too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's uh, she definitely can win that fight. I mean, it's, it's going to come down to strategy. They're, they're both they're both skilled fighters. They're both great. But. She's also bigger. She's coming down from 35. Right. And Paige is coming up from 115. Oh, is she? Yeah. Okay. It's at 125. That's an interesting fight. And I think that. Uh, you know, you look at like Valerie Lartourneau, who didn't even make the Ultimate Fighter at 135, went down to 115 and got a title shot, and actually did pretty well. It's just I think it's a big jump. It's almost like a difference between 125 and 155 for men is mm-hmm. 15 and 35. Um, yeah. it's uh, it's just, it's bigger or, or almost 170. You know what fight I'm really looking forward to um, is Cody and TJ. Yeah. Damn. I mean, it's just like I, I, I see, I see, you know, I see TJ quite a bit, but just the work ethic he has. But I, I just like the matchup, like the story behind it. Them. Why do you, you see know, him so much? Well, he, you know, he trains. He trains in Southern California a lot. But yeah, uh, he works with you know works with Munoz and, and does uh, conditioning with uh, with Coach Cal and stuff. But yeah, he's that's that's a great fight the storyline's good you know they obviously they had a past with training together and uh they really don't like each other <laughs> which makes it even more intriguing but i just want to as a fan i just want to see that fight i think people are um really counting out tj for that fight because of how good cody looked against dominic cruz mm-hmm. but dominic cruz was Styles a three to one favorite too. on that fight yeah and cody's really good He's great. But, but so is TJ. And TJ looked great. They're, they're both really good. That's what I'm saying. And I think it's people are not, sleeping on TJ for this fight. Yeah. I, I just think they're both. They're, they're, they're literally the two top guys in that weight class. Yeah. I, I, I see, you know, I see TJ beating. I thought he beat Dominic Cruz, to be honest, when, when he lost uh, the decision. But I think those are the two top guys in that division. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be a good fight. That's going to be in Vegas, right? Is that the finale? Uh, November 4th. In Vegas, um, I think it's the Ultimate geez, Fighter finale, right, or something, or no, it's in uh, December. Yeah, I don't think it's the finale, but I oh. it's a big card. By the way, so they're making a 125 pound women, which is so weird because they were just talking about getting rid of the men's 125, because and then they're like, oh, we're gonna add, an, which is good though, because uh, there there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of girls that I know on this, uh, so I'm, I'm actually excited. Lauren Murphy being one of them. Oh yeah, Lauren Murphy's yeah. Uh, she's I. I think she should win this fight. I think she should. I, I don't, can't see her losing, but you never know. But then also Roxanne Modafari, mm-hmm. uh, happy for her. Yeah, I mean, you won't meet a nicer fucking good, dude. pure, sweet. There's a girl you should date, Roxanne Modafari. Set it up, dude. We'll film it. We'll put it on the YouTube channel. Did no. Do you say date? Date. Okay. I, I think that would be good oh, for Oh, Joe, yeah. Yeah, I was saying, let's make a reality show. No, I don't it. want it. I want you to actually meet someone... Like like a real person. Why would it be a reality <laughs> a show? Real I'm always person. looking for uh, opportunities to make some uh, couple extra bucks here and there. Really? Yeah. So, what would dating Roxanne make you any money? I will. You know, we'd have like a. It'd be like the new Kardashians. 
But, you know, she'd be tra- training me how to become a UFC fighter mm. or MMA fighter. I'm on my way right now. I'm, I, I smell the blue belt coming. Nice. By yeah. the way, what the fuck's going on with uh, Usher? So now, like, know, what, what there's, like, five girls and a guy that have sued him for, like, $10 million or more. Really? For giving them herpes. And the last girl... Not a good uh, tagline. The last girl was huge. <laughs> the last girl was huge. Really? I mean, like, people were like... Someone actually put, like... I, I, maybe he gave her diabetes, but not herpes. That's what Michael Blackson wrote. And it was funny. Was he one of those closet hoggers? Or? Uh, well, I think, I mean, but then there was a picture of them together. And yeah, uh, this girl's huge. I mean, wow. she, looked like, she looks like uh, the Black Beast um, <laughs> with, with a wig. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so, and better cardio. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, so, but some guys are into that. I, I, I know a gay sure, guy who's very, very famous. Like extremely famous, you and I both know him. Uh-huh. Uh, who loves fat dudes? Like really, he just loves obese men. Like he will turn down, like uh, Alan Juban, for <laughs> uh, like Roy Nelson's too in shape for him. That's wow. the, uh, he, yes, like obese guys. Obese. And I met a guy. Uh, well, uh, you you know him too. I can't say his name, but he's he's got a weird fetish with pregnant women. Really? Yeah. Like he. Is it your eye hall. No. Oh. <laughs> so, no, but he, he literally like he he goes he has a it's 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 really weird. But he he loves pregnant women. Like I don't know what it is, but like he'll he'll literally go like if he's a pregnant woman at a bar, he'll go and like hit on. It's like yeah, that's kind of weird. Number one, she has a guy probably, or maybe yeah, does. Number two, there's another body in that a person, husband or a and there's, and there's someone living in in that person. Yeah. That, do you still have sex with your girl even though she's pregnant? I don't want to talking about. Uh, that okay, right. All right. No, but I, I have that same fetish too. Really? Not not to that extent. But I can see the but attraction. It, I, Why? I've been with him out, and I'm like, and I, I'm kind of like, you know, she's pregnant from. But you know, probably, she puts out. Well, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. but with a with her her boyfriend or and you can't husband, get her pregnant. I don't know. So it's it's a big uh, porn genre on Pornhub, dude. Really? Oh yeah, dude. I, I don't understand. Like all of a sudden, you go on this Pornhub or Eskimo Tube or Eskimo you know, or like, Tube, like or like X Hamster, but and, and like. <laughs> But there are all these subcategories. Everything is mother, step, like kid, stepmother, mother, daughter. It's hot, dude. Like, why? I've never wanted to, like, been attracted to my stepmother, number one. Number two, I don't know anybody that has, has a thing for their stepmother. I, I have other people's stepmothers. I say, oh, she's hotter. But, that, like, <laughs> but that's never like your own stepmother. And n- none, either like mother, daughter. I've never been like, yo, could you bring your mom? Let's have a threesome. That's never even come up. Uh, why is, is this a thing? And why is it not just one thing? Why I have to like look for like, like, like every 90 fucking things in a row is mother, daughter, or son, stepmother. Just incest porn in general. Why is incest porn the biggest genre of porn? Yeah, Jake, why? Jake, tell, are you from Omaha? Uh, <laughs> well, why? I, I do not know. I, I, don't, I don't go to, the, I don't visit these, these sites. You bullshit. So I do not watch You never porn. jerk off to porn? I do not. What do you jerk off to? Your imagination? Like ex-girls that you hook no, up with? No, no. I'm trying to answer your question. Oh, here. go on. I don't, I don't know what, that's, that's even crazy to hear. So I, it's, I can't even wrap my mind around oh, it. Oh, you tell me the most fucked, you know, the things that you send me, the videos, and this is crazy, wait, what you wait. masturbate to. What are you talking about? I don't send you crazy, really? Yeah, you send me videos of like, I don't know, crazy farm porn that like, you took back when you I've were a kid. I never sent you a, a okay. video. All right, you never did that. But okay, but, okay, but I'm saying, you, you, really, you don't watch porn, you never watch porn. 
No, I, I have. Yeah, obviously. Like how many times no, in your no, life? I don't. It's not like once your girl's out of town, you're on the road, you're you're in a hotel, you just knocked out Matt Brown, she's not with you. Okay. <laughs> you 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 can't sleep. On the road. Sometimes sometimes you can't sleep. You have to rub one out. You never rub one out on the road? I don't know how this conversation got here. All right. Know, but uh, Joe, you never rub one out? Oh, dude. I rubbed one out before I came here, Come dude. On, man. <laughs> During the show you rubbed them out like a couple tw- times. Yeah. But also what's also on the rise is bestiality porn, dude. I mean, on the rise. Fuck? It's on the rise, dude. Trust me. What, why am I trusting you? How do you know this? Cuz I spend a fair amount of time on the internet. <laughs> why do, don't watch that. What, what really? You're watching, illegal? I don't you're, even you're think you're it's watching illegal, it? though. I've seen it is some, illegal. I've seen some bestiality porn. Like male porn or I've seen trans. I mean, yeah. When you get curious, because when Pornhub first released like the gay section, I did some investigating because I'd never seen gay porn before, dude. Right. I still venture off into there every now and then mm. just to check it out. All right, let's talk about the uh, the, the cast. Uh, so Deanna Bennett is on. Is this you know Deanna Bennett? I know her. She's a friend of mine. She's a wrestler out of Colorado. Oh, nice. Uh, she's on it. Um, Lauren Murphy. I know. Uh, Rachel Ostovich, she's the one who always dressed up as Wonder Woman for the Invicta fights. Her father was a fighter, uh, and then, but she's like one in three in her, uh, her career. I don't know how she's going to do it, but she's a very attractive girl and uh, huge boobs. And, and, it's, and I'm happy she's on the show. I hope she wins it. But it's going to be a hard. Barbara Hunch, Hunchek, I think she's good. I think she's actually, uh, why are you laughing? Because they're just like, oh, she's a great fighter. Huge boobs. <laughs> she does have huge <laughs> Dude, I'm not even, first of all, okay, uh, I'll show you a picture. So if anybody of you guys think that, like, it's so funny that people go, oh, you know, they go, oh, you know, you're exploiting women or I'm, I'm saying this. I will show you a picture of this girl and photo shoots. And you have to tell me that, uh, that like, you, that you, you know, like, I'm who, not just coming to this conclusion that she has huge Who do boobs. you think is the most attractive female in MMA? Uh, this girl's up there. Uh, but if you're into, like, but I like, I would think for, like, Hawaiian, uh, well, uh, in MMA? Top yeah. three. Paige Van Zandt, Karate Hottie. Karate Hottie is very attractive. Uh, the girl we had on last week was really attractive. Uh, so this girl, okay, just so you know, I, I'm not just, okay. The, the, so I'm not just making this what up. What the hell, you, 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 Like, right? She's attractive, yeah. That's a very attractive girl. I don't think so. Um, but she's a very attractive, I mean, but she knows how to work it. I mean, you know. Uh, but you know who a, I won a lot of money on. Um, this last fight was Tanya Evinger versus Cyborg. It was if the fight goes past one and a half rounds, it was, just, it was a prop bet. But I, I knew how tough Tanya was, and I was like, I think this fight will clearly go past one and a half rounds. Yeah, yeah. and that was like a plus two. I don't know. It was, it was like almost plus three hundred, three to one, or something. Nice. Which so, is so. What what did you bet? How much? Um. I just I parlayed it with other things like Jones and I worry about you with the gambling, dude. I'm not gonna lie. Really? Why? Because like I remember one time you lost a fight and uh, uh, I, I called you uh-huh. and your friends were telling me that you were in the casino for two weeks straight <laughs> in Omaha. Two weeks. <laughs> like like, oh. like you hadn't left. It was like um, some some I random. You know what I'm talking about? There's a casino in Omaha that you go to. There's like two cars in the parking lot. Of bluffs, right it's in the middle the of nowhere. Uh, it's like people like it's old Native Americans. <laughs> it, it's the average age is like death. It, it's, <laughs> it's ninety years old people and you. Uh, and, That's and, true. It's and, mostly older folks. So but. so you're there, 
playing poker and blackjack. I, yeah, I like poker. Poker takes it fucking takes a, lot, a long time to play. So how long were you? You were there no, for two, two weeks. No, 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 two weeks. No way. A week. No, no, a couple days. Straight? No, come on. No, you. T- I mean, like, did you shower? I, Adam. I really. What I what I wager more on I wa- uh, is fights. Things that I know. Like, I'm not. I just, I'm not gonna go put my money in a, in a fucking slot machine. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, like that. That's too ridiculous. But yeah, f- you know, I'll wager on fights and props and. Algerman, you won running on right? You said you said Algerman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I liked I liked him in that fight. And he, he looked good. Uh, people said, who, who was the safest bet on that fight? And I said, I, Al, Al, Aljamain Sterling. I thought it was. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so fight's coming up. And he was an underdog, too. He was an underdog, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I'm t- that guy, you know, uh, Baral. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these Brazilian guys, or just je- fighters in general, they, they lose once. Well, I, I think him, too, his best days are behind him. You know what I mean? You look at, you look at the, 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 the losses he had against TJ. Those were bad losses, man. You know, I, I just don't think... And and I'm a, I'm I've always been a Hennenbrough fan, but he's you know like I said it comes back to the, these fighters got to have an honest conversation with themselves, and and if he can look at himself in the mirror and think that his best days are ahead of him, then that's on him. Does Usada have anything to do with this? These losses? <laughs> I don't know. You know, people like to point that it's an easy finger to point. People said the same thing about me. It's like, well, you look at the level of competition. I mean, the sport's crazy. It's it's the better guy doesn't always win. You know, that's that's the reality of the sport, but. I don't know. It, it depends who you're talking about. You know? right. I don't so, know. So August 19th, David Michaud, our boy. Uh, he, he's a Native American. Uh, he's a great guy. He trains over at a, over. He's fighting in the main event against Rodriguez in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, and then Bellator. I fought there a few times. Really? Mm-hmm. Like when I first started. Nice. Yeah. He's a good dude. He was in the UFC. He went one and two in the UFC. They cut him. And then he, he's won his last couple fights. Mm-hmm. I think he's won. He lost to uh, Diego Lima in Titan FC in a close, close fight. Yeah, and now that he's guy's doing, good. Lima's he's good. Champ? Uh, no, not Diego Lima. The other oh. Lima. The one. Uh, the, Douglas Lima. Douglas, the one that was on the Ultimate Fighter this year. Was okay. it Douglas Lima? He fought, lost to one of the Lima brothers, okay. not, the, not the champ. I gotcha. He lost, but he was the Titan FC champ at the time. And he's the guy that lost Jesse Taylor in the Ultimate yeah, Fighter finale. Gotcha, gotcha. He lost to him, but it was mm-hmm. a war. So, uh, in Bellator, Chitty Bang I love this fight. is fighting Audrey Koreshkov. Why do you like this fight? I just love the matchup because, you know, he, he's a he's a stud. He's been, he's been walking through guys. I've trained with him a bunch, too. When he, was, he used to come down to rain, and, like, you could tell, like, this kid's good. He's in... in I like I like just like the matchup. Chitty Chitty's a super good fighter, like talented. You know, you see him in the gym. Like I, I think it's a great fight. I think it's a fight of the night. It's a Turning Stone. It's, a, it's a fun, I remember I was in Binghamton. That was where everyone used to go to Turning Stone because you know how to gamble. So I hope Chitty wins. I, I like Chitty in this. Brennan Ward against Fernando Gonzalez. I like Brennan Ward, but does not have the best fight IQ. Uh, he's just a banger, and he's a great wrestler, college wrestler. But Fernando Gonzalez is a guy that. Uh, Everyone was saying at the in the gym, he knocks at everybody, uh, and then uh, so this should be a good fight. I think Fernando fought. Um, I think it was MVP, and that, that was like the worst fight ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got AJ McKee versus Blair Tugman. I don't know who Blair Tugman is, but he's nine and six. Come on, guys, Bellator, it's time to step up the competition for AJ McKee. Put him against that kid from uh, uh, Ireland. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Put, yeah. uh, they hate each other. I, I I get what they're trying to do, but you know. And then Colleen Schneider, and our friend. Yeah, the guy, he's winning. The guy from Ireland, he's winning. 
Yeah, yeah. And then Kevin Casey's on this card against Chris Honeycutt. Kevin Casey's a guy that, like, uh, you could say is underperformed plenty of times, but uh, always dangerous, especially with jiu-jitsu. I don't know. Honeycutt's supposed to be pretty good. I don't know much about Honeycutt. And Georgie, record. And our boy Georgie Karakanyas on this card, too. Uh, oh, nice. who, you, I love Georgie. He's fighting uh, Pineda. Uh, if it was up to me, if I was doing the Bellator, I would fucking put Georgie uh, on the main card and take off Vita Atagaga and Bruna Allen, uh, who's 2-1 versus 2-1. Ellen. Uh, it just seems to be, uh, Bruna Allen, just seems to be like that's, but they're trying to promote their, um, their prelims right, and their app right. and this and that. But I would even take off AJ unless you're going to give him a real opponent. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm being unfair to Blair Tugman. I have maybe the six losses have all been controversial, and he really should be 15 and 0. But it just seems like uh, you got Karakanyan there, who was amazing, who beat Bubba twice, and has fought the best guys in the world. It seems like that's where he should be. Uh, so that's uh, that's coming up in Bellator, uh, and then also coming up we got. Uh, UFC, well, it seems like they're, like, I don't understand. They have nine fights in a row and then take a month off. It was like 11, 11 weeks straight of and then, and then fights. And take off. And why isn't the WSOF having fights this weekend? Instead, they have fights during the Super Bowl. They'll probably have one against Conor McGregor. <laughs> they yeah. have them, like, New Year's Eve. Uh, I mean, they have sure. them at 4 o'clock in the morning. It's not even called WSOF. It's called fucking PFL at this point. Right. The, the next four weeks, there's not a fucking event. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, yeah, there's, yeah, there's the Contender Series of CES from Lincoln, Rhode Island, and there's, I'm not, I'm not to disparage those guys, but there's 1FC, the Quest for Greatness. I don't know who the... And there's yeah, LFA. You can, watch, you can watch it two in the morning. PFL, get your shit together. Cepho, I love you, man, but this is the time to fucking put your events on. There's nothing... Mm-hmm. Uh, until McGregor, how's Askren doing? Askren is, yeah, he's doing great. He's still undefeated. He's making oh, yeah. uh, over a hundred thousand a fight. He's fighting the guys that are ranked like number one ninety. Uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, he's, I've always been a fan of Askren. Askren, look, man, y- you can't deny that he he's a good businessman and best wrestler uh, in the sport. Best wrestler in the sport. However, when it comes down to it. He will always be an asterisk of how good of a fighter was he. But at the same time, it's, not his, it's the business's fault. It's the, it's the UFC should have given him as much money as he wanted. Right. And the other thing, too, is like you could make that, you know, you got guys like Tyron Woodley or Chael, you know, guys, guys similar style. And they're, you know, they're, they're main eventing, they're fighting for a world title. It's like Askren, he's the same category, you know what I mean? As a comedian, I don't like playing the game either i don't like going to the improv and just hanging out or rubbing elbows or going to network in montreal and it probably has hurt my career in some regards because i you know a lot of times people get shit and you're like why'd he get that oh he's with this agent oh why'd he get that oh he's with this person oh he's with he's best friends with that person it's not what you know and, I, you and know. i've always wanted to do it on my merit so i respect it eventually you know i will get my break and people will be like holy shit where the fuck did he come from right. uh, and the people that know me will be like oh he's been grinding for 21 fucking years mm-hmm. and askrin unfortunately fortunately for me as a comic i don't think you kind of peak out you, i think there are some comics dangerfield hit his peak at like 60 something you know seinfeld's still hilarious mm-hmm. chappelle's last special was amazing chris rock is still on top of his game yeah. uh but in fighting 
you know, at 45 is usually not when you hit your speak unless you're, <laughs> no. unless you're Bernard Hopkins. Or, no. So, uh, Struve versus Volkov. That's the next UFC card. Uh, uh, who do you think wins Rotterdam. this fight? They're both nine feet tall, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope Struve wins. Yeah, I like him. I like Struve a lot. Volkov's pretty good, though. He yeah. beat Roy Nelson. Yeah, yeah. That's not an easy fight. I don't know. I don't know who gets that fight. I'm, I'm rooting for, for Stefan, but... Stefan won me over when he was in the hospital. And he's like, I'm in the hospital. They won't give me painkillers. My me. tooth went through. Yeah, roast me. I'm like, this is my favorite person ever. Uh, also, Jermaine Durandame versus Marianne Renault. Marianne Renault is awesome. She's a school teacher uh, and a fighter. Like She's from Belize. Now. Gorgeous girl. I talk about a girl like, you know, you, sometimes you see these fighters where like you see them in the gym. You're like, oh, yeah, attractive. They get done up. You're like, the fuck is that? What did that? What are, what are you, Superman? Like what? And this chick has it all. Uh, people hate Jermaine Durandame, but you know what? I don't know. I, I understand why Jermaine Durandame did not take that cyborg fight because she's not a one forty five pounder. She's a one thirty five pounder, and they want her to fight this fucking behemoth, uh, uh, this beast of a human. Uh, and not, I'm not putting her down, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know if that's what they mapped out. At the same time, didn't she, she, she... Didn't she change weight classes? She went to... Four, well, now she's back at 35, I believe. This is back at 35. Yeah. That was her weight class. Yeah. But she was 71-0 and 0 as a kickboxer, uh, and it's a probably decent matchup for the fights that she's lost. Jermaine Durandame have been to uh, like wrestlers who've taken her down. Mm-hmm. And the, the, she did beat Holly Holm in a weird fight. Uh, I don't know who wins this fight. It's a good fight, though. Uh, who do you think wins? In the, I don't know a lot about Mar- Marion. Uh, she's she's just cool. Cool chick. She, she lost to Ashley Evan Smith. I think it was a draw, actually. It was a draw. Okay. It was a draw. I, I think it just depends, too, where the fight goes. If it's on stays on the feet, then Duranamy, sure, is going to get it. Uh, Barbarana, Leon Edwards. It's a good fight. Barbarana's tough. He called yeah, you yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Were you upset when he called you out? No, I don't get upset. But, uh... <laughs> Leon Edwards. I don't know why. How good is he? Uh, it, I th- was he, like, the ref? That oh, was Leon Roberts. Uh, Leon Edwards. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. This dude right here. Uh, right. I think he's from England, right? He's from Jamaica. Fight. Leon Edwards from Jamaica. He, uh... He beat Vincent Luke. He lost to... Uh, he beat Tumanov. Uh, Tumanov, who beat... Our boy Allen, uh, he beat Dominic Waters. He lost to Usman. Usman's a tough guy, though. Uh, oh, yeah. Beat Bazinski. Usman. Beat Powell Pavlak. Uh, Usman and Colby Covington yeah, fucking hate each too. So, Barber, I think Barbarino should win. Usman kills Covington, I think. Really? Yeah. He's, I, I've, I mean, I've, I know Usman really well, two-time national champ. Like, he wrestled with my brother in college. Really? He's coming. He's D2, though, him. right? D2? It doesn't fucking matter. I, I'm kidding. He's... I'm telling you, D one D. Come on, <laughs> D fucking two. <laughs> so you really you think that uh, he beats uh, Colby? Absolutely. Colby's a grinder. So is Usman. So, yeah, I'm yeah. telling you, I've seen Usman in the fire a lot, like wrestling wise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guy, he, there's there's nobody in the. I think he hangs with any anybody in the sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially 170. But. Yeah, and he, and he's getting confidence too. I think I think before mentally he he didn't have he didn't think he was as good as he as he was. Uh, so UFC 215 because I might not see you for a year. So um, Demetrius Johnson, Ray Borg. I mean, you got to go with Johnson, but Borg is a, is a scrapper. 
Ray Borg. I like Ray Borg. He trains over at uh, at um, in uh, Albuquerque, but not at Jackson's. They're like the other team. They're like it's him, Tim Means. It's like in dodgeball where like Jackson's is like the whatever. They're like the average Joes. He has the, he's in the average Joes, but Borg has nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, it seems like Demetrius Johnson at a different level. But I'm going to be rooting for Borg. Uh, who do you think wins that fight? Johnson? Yeah. I mean, I, I think Mighty Mouse does. But You? Probably Mighty Mouse. It's going to be a fun fight. But also, if uh, Mighty Mouse defends this belt, that, does that mean he has the record? He beats Anderson Silva and GSP for the most title defenses? I guess. Is that it, dude? <laughs> he got it. Jake doesn't seem to care. Amanda Nunez, that's a good fight. Nunez versus uh, Shevchenko. Uh, Shevchenko surprised me when she beat uh, Pena. Although, although Pena was winning that fight until she got caught. Um, at least won the first round. Uh, Nunez looks unbeatable right now. Mm-hmm. And she's going to have a chip on her shoulder because everyone was mad at her for pulling out of the last fight. Yeah. Uh, Santos and Niganu. She came to my comedy show. Incredible fight. Oh, N- this guy, Nganu, is... Man, I've stood next to heavyweights before. Normally, oh, like massive. you see heavyweights and they're just big, they're huge guys, this but they're chubby part. or this or that. This dude, I don't think, has a fucking ounce of fat on him, mm-hmm. Engano. And I talked to his trainers. They said, you know, he's from France. He trained in France. I think he's from from Cameroon. Trained in France, but he didn't have any formal training. So mm-hmm. he was like, he had to go to a boxing gym. And now uh, Dewey's with him, and he does. He was doing everything kind of wrong, which is scary. Because now he's, he's going to, I think he's going to knock out Dos Santos. I like Dos Santos, but I don't see it going very well for Dos Santos in this I fight. I like that fight. That'll be a fun one to watch. I told you, I, I was giving him a hard time, like from the, com- he gets to my comedy show. Oh, yeah. I don't think he speaks English, but I was like, oh, look, you came here to drive a cab and now you're the fighter. I was giving him such a fucking hard time. <laughs> and I think what's the name was like Cindy Dandwa I was into him. Uh, she seems to, 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 uh, to like that, 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 uh, she likes black dudes. All right, so, so anyway, so what happened was I'm on stage and I was just giving them a fucking hard time. Yeah. And afterwards, he goes, he put me in a headlock. He was like, I'm just kidding, blah, blah, blah. And he, and he gave me money to buy a shirt. I go, he goes, no, you keep, give it to someone else. Uh, so he just gave me money. And he, he, he I didn't say a word of English, but he knew I was making everyone laugh. So he liked that. And then I saw him at the fight. And he goes, you, come here. And, and I gave me a seat to sit next to him. Uh, and like had me move up, yeah, but I actually gave the seat to Jay Haran because I had to leave. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I fucking I fucking like that guy. That's um, awesome, dude. There's so much. I think this this card's underrated. I think it's like you look at the matchups: Gilbert Melendez, Jeremy Stevens, great fight. The problem is the two main fights. So people people hate seeing Demetrius Johnson, yeah, and then no, they're mad at Nunez. So they're like, oh fuck this. But it's actually in Edmonton. It's a great card. It's a good card. Uh, so, Sarah McMahon. Stevens versus Melendez. I'm going with. I think Gilbert, but they've both been pretty inactive. And Jeremy was, Jeremy did hurt Edgar. I mean, he was fucking up Frankie Edgar before, but has he fought since then? Yeah, he lost uh, to a decision, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Forgot who, too, though. So who do we like in that that fight? He lost to that kid um, who just fought. He lost to Hanato Maikano. Uh, Oh, yeah. uh, And then. But who do, so who, who are we picking? Jake, the fight master, the guy who fucking, the, the, the better. I like, that's a good fight. It, it's tough. I, I, this one comes, I, if Melendez can, can work his takedowns and, and use his wrestling, he wins this fight. But 
that's that's gonna be a that's gonna be hey, tough hey, to that's, I hate those predictions I know. because they're, I, that's, that's, that's the safest. Well, if he lands a punch and knocks him out, he wins. I don't I, like, know, man. <laughs> it's a good fight. It's a good fight, though. Who Sean are you gonna Shelby bet on? Did his? I'm not gonna bet on this one. It's it's too close of a fight. Oh, this one's too close. I, I bet on the. Un- I always bet on the guys that are underdogs. Okay. Who is that? The your buddy that does the Gabe. Does he still? Do you still talk to him, or is he still? I like really? Gabe, but uh, Ga- Gabe is really into asking for favors. Oh, gotcha. Uh, I, I, I love Gabe. He's probably listening to this right now. And I like Gabe, but he's just one of these guys that, like, I'll be in Kansas City, and then he'll show up to the gig. and be like, hey, I heard you said I can do a guest set. I'm like, uh, what? And then, <laughs> and then, but I'm not going to say no, because he's my fucking yeah. friend. Uh, but then he'll be like, hey, man. So I give him a guest set for, like, every show, mm-hmm. and I take him to the fight. And then I move him down to the front row. And then he's like, hey, you're going to be in Vegas next week? Can I do a guest? I'm like, motherfucker, like, like, come on, man. You know, but I do like him. If you're listening, yeah, Gabe, I, yeah. do, I do like you. Uh, you. You're a good guy. But he's no cardio. He fucking forgot his phone in my car and then threw up trying to get it. Anyway, the <laughs> whole thing. I remember that story, yeah. Uh, so, Henry Cejudo, Wilson Hayes. Cejudo, right? Good fight. All right, mm, new rule. You can't just say good fight. <laughs> I'm going to go with Hayes. Over Cejudo, mm-hmm. the Olympic gold medalist. Yeah, in you, you know how you want to win the gold medal? How? Like with a low single. Yeah, how come no one ever does a low single in MMA? Because it doesn't fucking work. It doesn't work? Is it no. takedown? <laughs> Randy Couture did it to James Tony. Oh, you, James Tony, the, the box, <laughs> the, the MMA guy, right? Yeah. yeah. No. Why? Because, you, because, no. You, because you'll get knee or kick? I'm just saying, listen. Uh, Is that why you'll get knee or kick? I kicked? know. Well, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's a dangerous shot. I mean, not that it's not effective, but wrestling doesn't mean as much as it used to. You know, unless you're like a Ben Askren or somebody who's fucking unstoppable at takedowns. It just really doesn't mean that much because you know he can get a takedown and guys stand up and then it's like okay that that means it really it, that's just my opinion it doesn't mean as much as it used to right you know what I mean like and and I could like I said unless you're like a, a Cormier who doesn't seem to be taking guys down that much or like an Askren um, or a, or a Chael guys that are extremely efficient at takedowns it just it doesn't I don't know it doesn't it doesn't hold that much weight anymore. Also on this card, Sarah McMahon against Caitlin Vieira, who beat Ashley Evan Smith. I remember that fight. She also beat Kelly Fischer. She's eight and zero. McMahon's gonna win. Sarah's on a different level right now. I think she's training with Team Alpha Male too. I don't, know, she? I don't know if she actually went there officially, but Sarah's gonna win this fight. Yeah. Uh, so we got uh, also Ashley Evans is on the card versus Sarah Morass, who's actually doing a GoFundMe for her training camp, which is one of the saddest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Damn. Uh, so. Ashley Evans in that fight. Uh, Cajun Johnson against Adriano Martins. You know, Cajun Johnson's a guy from Canada. Yeah, yeah he's tough. He's been, he's been putting down Colby Covington because Colby was going to leak stuff about Tyron Woodley when Woodley was going to leak stuff about the UFC if Dana White didn't whatever. So right. Cajun and Colby were going at it. Uh, any, any thoughts on this one? On the Cajun fight? Yeah. I don't know much about the other guy. Adriano. What about the guy you train with? Rafael Dos Anjos versus Neil Magny. Good fight. Damn. That's a great fight. Magny's a tough guy to fight, though. He's you know he's he's tall. He's got that range, and he's hard as hell to take down. Now, why is Dos Anjos moving up? Is it a weight thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. He, he looks better. He performs better. Yeah. I mean, it, I couldn't believe he'd make. There'd, there'd be times where he weighed more than I did in training. Be like one ninety five. Wow. Easy. Damn. He, I mean, this is when he was making. This is when he was fighting Pettis and fighting the guys. At 155, and, and we're like, dude, I don't know how the fuck. He had, he, so yeah, he, he definitely had some weight issues, but this is probably better for him. You have a good time on the podcast? Yeah. You sure? You look, you look stressed. You keep checking no, your phone. Is, no, there, no. is everything okay? 
Yeah. You sure? Yeah. I want you to be happy. No, I just gotta. I gotta run pretty soon. Ah. Yeah. Fuck. Where are you going? Hey, get her back home. Uh. Yeah. What are you doing tonight? Nothing. Huh. All right. Hmm. All right. So. Uh, I have, I have a two-year-old, Adam. I know, Remember? I know, man. You got a two-year-old. If I'd have a two-year-old, Adam, I'd stay here for fucking... Remember back in the day, whatever. we used to go to strip clubs and party and with the porn stars and... Really? We never did any of that. But, but you, I remember... <laughs> I, I remember did. Well the, the, well, the one party that you... like. So Jake's like, hey, what are you doing this weekend, right? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, I, got, I might have a party to go to. He texts me from the party... It's three hours away. He's the craziest party ever. Dude, there's naked girls running around everywhere. It's the greatest party of all time. <laughs> there's like a band. Everyone's got weed. Everyone's got girls are giving out blowjobs. We're having competitions. Wow. It, it was the greatest party ever. I'm like, where is this place? Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's nine hours away in fucking uh, in, in Cuba. Uh, the, right. In Cuba. <laughs> that didn't happen? No, it was, it was a cool party. Yeah. It, was, it was like in like almost San Diego, yeah. Yeah. Right. And you told me that from the party. No, I, I, it was the day of, the, early, the earlier that day. Damn. Nah, I don't know, man. So, so you no-showed me. Uh, uh, so also, Mitch Clark is on the card. Our boy Mitch, he's in the podcast all the time. I like March. Fighting Alex White, tough fight for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mitch is an underrated guy. Uh, and Alex White, he could beat Alex White. Alex White's coming off a loss. Tony Martin, he beat Artem Lobov, who everyone... Goose on because he's Connor's best friend and yada yada yada. Uh, but Mitch Clark is a guy who would have went over Al Iaquinta. Uh, a submission went over that. And he's a, he's a tough, tough guy and he's a big guy. And he's fighting in Edmonton and, uh, and, he's, and he's going to Jackson's for this camp. Uh, and I think he's going to win. I think Mitch is going to win this fight. Um, also, he's a friend of the podcast and, you know, he's, he's, my, bu- he's my buddy. Hell yeah, dude. So, Mitch. Uh, yeah. yeah. Any, anybody who's a friend of mine, mm-hmm. I got it. That's why I can't bet. Because I would always bet on my friends, yeah. even if I thought they were going to lose. Like, if deep down, I'm like, he's not going to win this fight. Uh, <laughs> if they won, I'd, I'd be super thrilled. But if they lost, I'd be like, oh, it's, it's, I can't, you can't bet with your heart. Uh, no. Yeah. It's, you got to take, take the emotion out of it. Now, do you ever bet against someone and then see them the next day and then feel bad about betting against oh, I them? I wouldn't feel bad. Really? Yeah. It's, I mean, I... I you, you look for the underdogs, the, the value, where you're like, oh, this guy has a great shot of winning. But what so. if they're your friend? Doesn't, and you bet against them? nothing to do with, with betting. you got to separate that. Has, has anybody ever lied? Have you ever lied to anybody? Like, hey, did you bet on me or against me? You ever? No, well, they, they usually don't ask me, but yeah, if they did, I'd tell them the truth, yeah. You would tell them I, I bet against you? Yeah. You wouldn't think that would be awkward? My bet has no, absolutely has nothing to do with the outcome of the fight, but... Oh. There's sometimes I root for guys, but I bet on the other guy. It's like, I'm still rooting for you. You're my friend. But like, if you bet that I, I was going to bomb tonight on stage, I'd be fucking pissed. Why? I don't know, because I, I'd be I, like... I don't think you'd bomb, though. This isn't but I, I'd be the underdog. It'd be me bombing. So you'd win money, you'd win money if I bombed. <laughs> the, that's the thing. The, the value is always in the underdog, Adam. It's just... Uh, not, I don't know, man. So don't you have a podcast now? Your own podcast? I do. Would you I like do. play with gadgets or something? What, what do you do? <laughs> no gadgets. What do you do in your podcast? No, no. It's it's called Action Junkies, but we tell we talk a lot about wagering, fights, stuff like that. So no, it's you, you should come on our you, you should you, come on our show. It's you and the guy from the Macarena Sun, right? Uh, like uh, Tom Jones's son or something? Who's oh, no, Tony Orlando. Tony Orlando. Yeah, okay, yeah. his dad is uh, is uh, Tony Orlando. His, John mm-hmm. Orlando. His dad's Tony Orlando. Right, right. Do, yeah, do, you, do you ever bring that up on the? The Macarena? No, no. You're bringing uh, the fact that he's Tony Orlando's son. Is that hard for him? 
No, he, I mean, he, he talks about it a lot. Though, he does? Yeah, growing up, it's, it's, he's got some, some cool stories. I'm sure. You should come on our podcast, though. I would love to come on the podcast. If you would. Did his dad bang like Marilyn Monroe? Uh, not that I know of. <laughs> his dad's got some cool stories. We had him on the podcast, actually, in Vegas. That's Tony Orlando. He's a fucking oh man. God, yeah, he's got stories with Frank Sinatra, Elvis. Like, it's, he's been, I mean, he's, you know, he's 73. He's, he's got a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Like, he's, he's got a lot of stories. But. Are you still training Mickey Rourke? Once in a while, how's yeah, Mickey doing? He's good. Yeah. yeah, he's good. He's he's trying to he's trying to get another another match, another boxing match. Come on, mm-hmm. his last fight was a homeless guy. <laughs> he he literally beat up a homeless guy. Did he flew to Russia? Yeah, like I said, he's, he's trying to get another. <laughs> he's trying to get another match. I, I don't know what to tell you. Is he good? He he actually is. He he's, he knows what he's doing. Like we've 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 sparred. We've we've done some stuff. He he knows he knows his shit. Who wins? You or him in boxing? Come on, Adam. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Uh, Mickey Rourke or you? No, he's he's got some skills. We'll put it that way. Uh, you're just, man, you're the Come worst. On, man. Fucking worst. Why man. are you putting me in that spot? I'm just asking who wins. You can say Adam, who I'm, wins. I'm 30 years younger than he is. Hmm. All right. Who wins, Mickey Rourke or Conor McGregor? Oh, Conor, yeah. Yeah? Come on. But Rourke, was, like, Rourke was a Golden Gloves boxer. Boxing or MMA? Uh, boxing. Who wins, uh, Mickey Rourke or CB Gold? Oh, Rourke. Rourke wins that, uh, hands down. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so? Rourke beats most average men. He beats, you know, especially guys that are in his 70s like him. But, but you know, against, like, pro pros, he's going to get fucked yeah. up. But, but he shouldn't be fighting homeless people. That's ridiculous. I mean, if he's going to fight, fight real boxers, not guys. They picked a the guy up at the park and said, hey, you want to get a food? And the next thing he's in the ring, <laughs> you want Mickey Rourke. And, and then they drop him off at the park again. That wasn't right. Right? Isn't that kind of what happened? I don't. I don't really know, to be honest. I, I, I've heard things. I've heard. I've heard stuff like that, but I wasn't there. I wasn't in Russia. I don't know. Oh. I don't know what happened. All right. Just lots of. Anyway, listen, people. Uh, what do you got coming up, Jake? Where can people hear your podcast? Mm. Um. Well, yeah. No. No fight schedule. Maybe. Maybe the end of the year. But um. Yeah, we're on iTunes. Action Junkies. Love to. We'd love to have you. There. I'd love to be on. Now, are you There's calling anyone fun. out? Who do you want to fight? Uh, I'm not not really. I'm not really in a position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are calling people out, but all right. But there's a, is there someone else coming off a loss that you'd like to uh, get a rematch with or fight again? Or is there? A uh, yeah, there, I mean, there's plenty of guys. I, I, like I said, I'd love to fight Mike Perry. Mike hey, Perry. But all right, we'll see. We'll okay, see. there we go. There's plenty what, of fights out there. Yeah. What about uh, like uh, Smiling Sam? He's 185. He is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking Rashad, man. I wanted fucking Rashad it's to win. Crazy, I know. Oh, man, that was that was hard to watch. But at the same time, Rashad thought he won. And yeah, and it was close. It was. You could argue Rashad. If, if right. they would have given it to Rashad, it would not have been a robbery at all. Yeah. Uh, Smiling Sam is like the most awkward fucking fighter to guy because he. Yeah. It's like he goes in slow motion. He's got power. He's effective. Right. And he wins the closest of the closest fucking rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, that, it's such a hard guy to fight. Definitely. Uh, hard guy to fight. So, all right. So you're not calling Super him nice out. Guy. Uh, once, what about what about, uh, what about Belfort? Vitor? Yeah. Oh, 185? Would you fight him at 185? Yeah, I'd fight him at 185, yeah. All right. So hear that. Uh, Jake Ellenberger is calling out. Everyone put it on Twitter. Ellenberger calling is calling out Vitor Belfort. <laughs> Everybody, right? All right, so... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know if he's going to fight much longer. Well, he, he, he said he's doing one more fight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he called out CM Punk. It's a good fight, dude. Really? Yeah. 
Why would he call us you? <laughs> he, well, he wants the money. Wow. Yeah, but Easy it's... Or, come on, man. Uh, so, Joe, what do you got coming up? Uh, you can find me on my brand new Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash weendog. It's where you stream video games, you stream podcasts, whatever you want. People can donate to your show. I stream almost every single day. I've been playing Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, cool game. Subscribe to Ween Dog TV on YouTube. Uh, follow me on social media at the Ween Dog. Did you quit being a wizard, by the way? Finally quit, dog. You're I no did. longer a wizard at University of No, I have, that's why I'm here today. If I was still there, I would not be able to come and be on this. <laughs> now, awesome did the wizards throw you a going away party or anything? Was that people upset that you weren't there anymore? There's some girls, like some of the ladies, my fellow coworkers, they started to cry when I told them that I was leaving because no, I didn't tell anybody that I was leaving. Because like they were 11? Yeah. No, I, mean, no. I didn't tell anybody I was leaving until the day I actually just left. Yeah. I, like, they were crying? Yeah, dude. Why were they crying? I mean, look at me, dog. Come on. Why wouldn't you They cry? weren't crying because they were 10 and they believed that wizards are real? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's it, dude. That's it, yeah. All right. So, listen, I will be at the Hollywood Improv this Saturday night at the uh, Hollywood Laugh Factory this Friday night. Uh, Dime Bar every Monday and Tuesday. The Comedy Store next Tuesday night. Uh, I'm in Moreno Valley at the Sonora Grill Wednesday the 16th. Uh, and then I am at uh, in China at Shanghai Comedy Club. Going to China uh, the 23rd to the 4th. I am in... In Washington, uh, Linwood, Cliffhanger Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, then Arlington on the, the, the 7th. And then Linwood on the 6th. Arlington on the 7th at the Angel of the Winds Casino. I'm at the Warehouse in Washington uh, in, in, uh, in Zia on Friday. And then Kashmir, I'm at Club Crow in Kashmir, Washington. Then I'm in Dubuque, Iowa, uh, Wednesday the 13th at the Diamond Joe Casino. Penguins Comedy Club in Cedar Rapids. Uh, and then I am at... Uh, Springfield, Missouri, the Blue Room Comedy Club, Friday the 29th and Saturday the 30th um, of September. And then we'll get to October. I'm in Lake Havasu at Pennington's Pub, October 4th. I'm in Pine Top, Arizona at the Honda Resort Casino on Friday, October 6th. And Edgewater in Laughlin on Friday night in uh, Laughlin, Nevada. And then it goes on. So, uh, yeah, we're working very hard. Jake Ellenberger, man, you're you're the man, dude. You're... Honestly, listen, I don't, I don't say this much, but you're one of my best friends. Oh, and I'm proud to be your friend, man. You're, you're a great guy. You're a good father. You're uh, an okay husband. Uh, no, no, you're, 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 you're a great husband. Uh, and and you're, you, you served our country uh, in, in the Army Reserve, right? Uh, Marine Corps. The, the Marine Corps, yeah. even better. Uh, I mean, I, just, whatever. They're both good. All right, so you're the Marine Corps. Uh, you're a fighter. Respect anyone who served. Respect yeah. anyone who served. For sure. Um, you, you know, you were, uh, you, you had great, great, great battles and, uh, and you, many more, you know, um, I, I'd say three more fights if you have, right. You got to put it in sometime, you know? Right. Two more fights. Right. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Get, fight have, everybody. Said a number, but just fight to your 90. <laughs> just, 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 <laughs> Are you sure you will not be? Just fucking, you can no. be the GFC, the geriatric fighting championship, uh, <laughs> Uh, you versus Jens Paul with the rematch for the beatings he gave oh, you no. at Militich's gym. Uh, so listen, thank <laughs> Good you, Jake. To see you, man. For, th- thanks for coming. I know you Definitely. fucking drove seven hours to be here. Uh, thank you. <laughs> you uh, it, it's an honor to have you on the show. You you make the show. I appreciate it, man. No problem. And you, and you help coach my wrestling team too. Next yeah. time, maybe this year you can help and don't bring your kid because you try yeah, trying to double with your baby in your hand. No, it's weird. just hard to do anything with him. So yeah, I'll come. Yeah, I'll come up. Come come this time. Definitely. And Joe, uh, yeah, let me know if you need a babysitter, dude. Don't let him. And no, nowhere near his fucking kids. Do not go anyway. Uh, <laughs> now, did you return, did you return your gun, by the way? Uh, no, because I have to use it for hunting. What it's do you? Not, what it's do a you hunting rifle. It's a three hundred eight rifle. 
308 caliber. No, but he got it because he was having sex with a girl who he put a, who liked to have, be choked during sex. Right, right. So he whipped out a, he whipped out a, a machete, and, and then she was like, oh, it would really turn me on if you had put a gun to my head while fucking me. So he, on That's the true. internet, yeah, dude. the internet bought a rifle. Like a fucking, like a musket. Why we <laughs> a musket? <laughs> Why would you buy a, a pistol, like a revolver or something? Because I've already taken so many firearm safety tests, and they have to do another one. Because I have a hunting license. Right. We have to do another one if you want a handgun. Your is a fucking massive round. So did, did you bring huge. it up during sex? No, because I'm glad you brought this up, dude. Because she called me, and she says, yo, I have hepatitis. I don't even know what that is. She got it from, she, you got it from your, 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 your knife? No, she no, said she got it from sharing... Yeah. No, she said she got it from sharing needles with people. Oh. Oh. Was she a heroin addict? I don't think so, dude. You don't think so, but she's sharing needles with people? That's what she said. She just left it at that. She got, got hepatitis from sharing needles. So now... now so what, 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 what are you hunting, by the way? Uh, Virgins? Uh, what, what, are you, what are you hunting? Boars. Wild boars? boars? Wild boars. Deer. What, where? Northern California. Why? Food. You, you have plenty of food. Go to fucking Taco Bell. I like, I like a lot of meat, though. Really? I like, yeah. Who, who are you going with? My brother-in-law. Oh, all right. All right, well, that's our podcast, people. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. I uh, uh, hope you guys have a good week. Thanks. Thanks.